Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. It is the 30th of June 2015. How exciting. It's almost July. July is a great month. I like July. Not July in the desert. Yeah, in the not... desert. It's the worst. Well, don't live in the <laughs> desert then. Why do you do that? I'm done va- I vacationed in the desert this why, past weekend. Why, why and holy that thing? crap. Huh? Not why why would you desert. do that thing? It's like, because hey, it's the middle parents... of summer. You know where we should go? The desert. That sounds my like a really smart idea. My parents own a place there, and we didn't want to spend money. So ah, that also sounds like a good song, desert. like a good, a good '70s rock ballad. Not in the desert. <laughs> yep. Not in the desert. Going down the yep. dusty highway. Not in the desert. Not in the desert. It's a good song. It's a good I'm song. I'm not participating in this. <laughs> A good eagle song. Not in the desert. Yeah, I do so, love the eagles. I could see that happening. So, do they own a penal colony out there? Like, is it a totally. CIA yep. black site? You know, Guantanamo yep. Bay style. What's going on? You got it. A lot That's of penal. It. A lot of penal there. I see. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Sand it's gets a little two bedroom. So we stayed there for a couple of days, and apparently, normally their their like weird monsoonish season is in August, and it came early. So it's so humid there. It was 105 degrees at night. It was ah. awful. It was so gross. Why would you but do that? But their AC works. Their AC works. So we just it's fucking well better. And, and Scrabble. <laughs> so they also tra- they traveled they somewhere. Internet. They had we no internet. Somewhere we had no internet. We had no cable. <laughs> and internet. it was awful outside. So sounds like a sounds like a great vacation. It so actually romantic. it was really nice actually. <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't go outside or we would die. <laughs> Yes, it reminds me of when I went to Arizona. It was actually one of my first times in the U.S. I'm like, is this how the U.S. is all the time? This is awful. All how do it. you live here? Jesus, just terrifying. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our special guest for the day. He hasn't been on in about six months. He's here yeah. once again with his fancy, fancy office by the looks of it. It is forced. Welcome to the show. It's not really fancy. but It's not fancy <laughs> enough. There's like wood on the wall and everything. It's just old. That's all it oh, is. Okay. It's old. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, often there's not really much fancy. of a difference, is there? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Like uh, it's good to be here. Road show. Yeah, no. And we go. I, we uh, my every time we drive by a damn antique store, my girlfriend makes me stop. And we go in there. We browse around, and we're like, "Oh, this is all shit. What do we? Why do we stop here again?" It could oh, be expensive I shit, that though. Urge. It's I'm totally road that show. person, but I don't make people ever do that with me because i know i know i'll go in there i'll i'll putz around i'll poke a couple things and be like all right i'm good and then leave and i won't actually get anything it's like every time it's the same thing every time we go to a thrift store or something too everything smells it's all used and she she like wants to buy these clothes i'm like people have worn those you don't know what kind of like eczema oh dude you know No, clothes are the best thing to get secondhand because you know exactly what size they're actually going to be. It's I not refuse. like when you buy a cotton shirt and you're like, I hope this doesn't shrink too much. You go to the thrift store, you pick something up, you put it on, you're like, this looks great. And I know it's going to continue looking great because I'll wash it and it'll be the same shirt. I'm going to pop the I don't know if that's that, that's I don't actually know the lyrics to that song. I just know that particular version. You know the blurry yep. blurry version. Well, it's yeah. like it's it's in the club style, isn't it? It's like <laughs> you know, that's it's like a, I like that. It's like a dwarf. I hope take. that version is gonna <laughs> play like yeah in an elevator somewhere. 
I hope so. Step in and be like, "That's a remix. What is this? Fucking awesome!" Uh, Oh, that's the Richard Cheese (laughs) version. You know, that's yes, of course, absolute Mr. Dick Cheese, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yes, oh man, Uh, yes, you're here, Jesse. You're not dead anymore. I'm not. I feel great now. It's pretty wonderful not to feel sick. Uh, Yeah, man. Although I did get time to when I was sick to play some games and not do it for like video purposes. So I got a mm-hmm. lot of stuff done video gaming wise. So that was fun, but I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Whatever that means. Well, the physical symptoms have gone, but the psychological things remain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got a, got a lot of work to oh do Oh my there. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought I made the big decision that being sick for two months leads you to decide that, F conventions for the rest of the year. I'm going to the one that I'm running, and that's literally it. I'm just done. I can't do it anymore. I'm done this year. I can't. Sorry, Pax. I'll go to Dragon Con for the sake of Dragon yep. Con, but like, do not show at Dragon Con. Should be fun. I can't do it. I I can't. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna cancel everything else. I'm just gonna be to healthy BlizzCon. and not a mess. You can't miss Man, BlizzCon. I wish I could do Fuck, that. that we like absolutely dream. can miss BlizzCon. <laughs> I do feel, honestly, I mean, I, like, last year was probably the year to go to BlizzCon because there was all sorts of crazy shit going on. It's like, hey, it's Overwatch, you can play it, blah, blah, blah. This year... This year will be boring as shit. Yeah, probably. BlizzCon, and I... I God, I love you, Blizzard. But BlizzCon, ever since they went to the BlizzCon every year mode, every... Every other year. year yeah. BlizzCon sucks because they, they have a big announcement one year, and the next year it's like, oh, you can play new multiplayer StarCraft maps. It's boring as shit. Mm-hmm. And so this year will be crap, and the next year will be fucking awesome. Well, and I mean, they'll probably announce a new, um, a new expansion for WoW this year, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it probably time? won't oh, be playable, They might though. do movie they'll, stuff. They'll probably oh, just no, do it like a teaser know. trailer or something. Yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, you can watch the movie. I actually, I've enjoyed using the BlizzCon virtual ticket. I, I, there was, like, a couple that I missed, and I just stayed at home. I'm like, I get everything I need here. In fact, I can record it and put it up on YouTube faster than any of those jerks that are at the convention. <laughs> so, <laughs> You mercenary bastard. The problem it with works. BlizzCon is that it's like I know so many people and have so many friends in that world. Oh, like, I, I know so many people. I have so many no, friends. But I mean, like, you know, like, I'm talking like nerds who play the games. Like, I know all those people. Shit, you're from that world. So I know yes. all those people. And, like, when I go there, I don't go for the event. I go there to get shit faced and hang yeah, out. Exactly. And it's an hour away. So literally not going is like, it seems stupid. I'm like, fuck it. I'll, I'll come see you guys. And you meet old friends from like way back when you just get wasted in the hotel. That's pretty cost, much cost a fucking fortune. They kick you out at 1 a.m. Like they don't let you drink after 1 a.m. It's fucking bullshit. You got to make sure that you've stocked up in your room with something. And then you become like the man about town. It's like, hey, I remember I've, got some, pool parties. I've got a few bottles. Man, I remember there. the pool parties. And then they stop that. Yeah. Hilton. Oh, the Hilton ruins everything <laughs> fun in the world. Those pool parties were so good. I remember everything. sitting out there. Smoking cigars with Oxhorn at like four in the morning, sipping scotch, doing shit 2000, 2007, baby. That was the last good time. Doing <laughs> shit 2007. Absolutely. Shit 2007. That's, that's, that's a bumper sticker for your car. Dodger, welcome to the show. Hi. I am sleepy because we had a going away party for Sam last night. But on the plus side, there is so much leftover pizza that I've been eating this morning. Really jazzed. By and going away party, they mean... Uh, five hours of them playing smash <laughs> roughly is what that was it was great yeah it was like little pockets of people like milling around and catching up and then the couch and the projector with smash on the wall it's perfect sounds about right 
I've done it's that. Exa- <laughs> it's exactly what a going away party for Sam should be. <laughs> yes. It could have been everyone just sits around watching him play Ark. <laughs> that would be the worst. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you played that game? That game gets so much hype. I, I've, I've watched streams for five minutes. I'm like, what? Okay, I'll see you later. I haven't touched Is it. it. No intention of touching Ark. it. Jesse. Oh, Ark? Sorry, I, I was refuse. I refuse it. to play that game because it has literally ruined my boyfriend's life. I refuse uh, to play it. Ark suffers from what every one of those games suffers from. When people tell you stories, they tell you the most awesome fucking parts of it. Like, oh, this raptor, and I was fighting a megalodon, and a fucking T-Rex came out of the water, and I we did all... Like everyone's, you're like, oh shit, that sounds awesome. They ignore the other 26 hours of farming and grinding. Yeah, that's the one percent. Like those moments are the one percent. Yeah. Mm. And you know when Crendo, for example, who's a big nerd for that stuff, is like, Ark's really grindy. I'm like, all right. Wow, if he I thinks it is. That game. I He's the dullest man alive, and he thinks it's grindy. Oh god. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so funny. There's obviously such a market for that type of game because it seems like every, anytime anything like that hits early access, it explodes for like a month or two. Oh, it's fla- yeah. it's absolute flavor of the month stuff. Like, you know, totally. before that, it was Reign of Kings. Before that, it was Life is Feudal. And there was all sorts of other things that H- just popped up for H1 like a month. Z1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, dear. But I guess I, that's I, all they need. Like, if you have one really good month with a game like that, H1Z1 shifted, I think, one and a half million copies according to Steam Spy. So you don't even you don't have to finish the game. You just make a bunch yeah. of money and then yeah, and that's it. Like, it's like all right, it's never finished. Doesn't matter. We sell like fucking one and a half million copies. I, I don't know. I, I wonder how many copies Ark has shifted. Actually, I'm trying to find out. Uh, if there's can... a lot of people who base their careers on YouTube off of those games, so new yes. ones yes, they do. are amazing. Yeah. New ones are amazing for them. So they they'll switch every month, which is fine. And so those guys will. The company that made it, or the guys who made it, will make a shit ton of money and be like, "Oh no, I don't have to finish it now." Well, here's here's no the biggest tell it. of here's the biggest tell of them all. The game that kicked it off, the whole phenomenon, Daisy. Daisy. That game's not even finished yet. Is that is that, well, that correct? Well, people are abandoning that game in droves because the development time on that is so damn slow that they don't want to it's, be anywhere bloody near it. It's so funny. Arkham's uh, apparently got like fifty thousand players right now. And I mean, like, it's it's the same thing that always happens, right? Where there's there's one that gets pretty popular that that sort of normalizes certain ideas in the genre. And then yeah. everybody else is like, oh, I can make a better version of that. Yes. And so now, like, there isn't really a reason to play Daisy because there are other, other games options that, that are more, like, focused or improve on ideas and... Yeah, I mean, if Daisy had actually kept up with things and it did th- done things at the right kind of pace then it would probably still be dominant. The problem is it didn't. And, like, you got games that came out, like, two years afterwards that are still in early access that are still more developed than fucking Daisy is. So it's, well, it's their own bloody fault, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Today's podcast is brought to you by Crunchyroll. You can head over to crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit, I believe. Crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit. And you can get yourself a nice free trial for lots and lots of anime. Speaking of mm. anime, Dodger, I followed one yes. of your recommendations. Food Wars? God. <laughs> that Tell is the sexiest show. I decided Tell to watch Food Wars. Food Why Wars? did I do that? Oh my God, that is Because you wanted to have a food boner? That is a silly, day. silly, silly show. I, 
Why is everyone naked so often? Like, can because someone? Because the food is Why so not? good. But half of biscuit. it's like there's not the even food, food involved so in a lot of these good. scenes. Like, there's not even food involved in a lot of the scenes. It's like, why is this person not wearing any clothes? What the hell's going on here? Look, the guy used to draw hentai, and then he wanted to make a show about food, and that became just obvious. Abandon all of it. He couldn't abandon all of his goals, all of this work he had put into his drawing goals, boobies. His huge tracts of land. Uh, mm -hmm. the, just some of the characters in that. It's like, yeah. I mean, literally Tits McGee. I mean, some of them are just absolutely, absolutely. absurd. I, I will give them credit. They're equal opportunities when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, there's oh, also dudes, plenty of naked men in it as well. Too. Yes, yeah. yeah, they do frequently. Everybody's clothes blow off. Well, no, one of the main characters really basically just doesn't wear clothes. Like, <laughs> in pretty much every scene, like, an apron's probably the best you're going to get for him. And he's obviously there for titillation for, like, the female fans. He's just, like, too pretty and nonsense like that. It's funny, like, it's it's amusing for the most part. And the, the food kind of battle scenes are funny and they're, like, fun to watch. But, oh, that is a very, very silly series. <laughs> <laughs> why why did i i, mean, I thought all oh, right it's only 13 episodes right now they're 20 minutes and by 20 minutes that means it's more like 14 minutes because there's the two minute intro the intro the is two always, minute yeah. intro and all that sort of stuff no i'm just like okay i can just oh blitz God, through this TV nice and quickly. of all of the things you could have decided to watch i'm so glad it was food wars <laughs> just why oh <laughs> uh, it's so wonderful it's it's very very silly uh, it won't won't take me much to finish it. I think I'm on like episode nine or ten or whatever, and it's like it's an interesting enough concept. I think it, the theme kind of keeps me going with it. It is amusing enough. Like the idea of like big ridiculous battles with food is is kind of fun. But yeah, outside of that, Just yeah. So you you can you can you. stop with the pervy face now. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I I took Dodge's recommendation too. I love that show. <laughs> 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 Go watch it on crunchyroll.com slash turtlebiscuit. They're our sponsor for today's show. Okay, so let us move on to... Also, Kuroko's over. Uh, so if you it? haven't if you haven't been watching Kuroko, you should catch up on Kuroko because the season just ended and... Ah. Uh, there you go. Basketball. <laughs> yeah, basketball anime. Yay! <laughs> ah, basketball. Oh, good! Uh. Best sports anime. Yay! Yep. Is, there needs to be a like silly wrestling anime. There's got to be a wrestling anime. Where clothes blow off? I mean, no, not like that. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Do I know any wrestling? It's anime? weird because like wrestling is huge in Japan. Like the New Japan yeah. uh, Pro Wrestling Company is the second largest wrestling company in the world. You'd think that there would be some wrestling anime. Yeah, um, there's something. Do you have a question? Yes. How much does a normal run of a 26 episode anime cost? Do you think? cost to make i actually have no idea i don't know anything about that i would love to know because i want to become the patron of a hentai guy and make mm -hmm. him make the craziest effing anime oh, i've ever like but it, but it's gonna be about like something i don't know what something really normal but super pervy so like right. it's gonna be a pizza shop mm -hmm. but when they make pizzas it is the sexiest effing scenes that ever existed <laughs> But then when you go to pick up the pizzas, they're like in normal clothing. Right. <laughs> like, here's your pizza. And like it all, they... it all just happened in their minds because they're so turned yes. on by the pizza. Because they're so turned on by making the pizza. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and it's all innuendo like, the sausage was really tasty. And then mm -hmm. in their mind, they're like, Bruh. it's like, um, 
there right. was pretty much an entire episode of that on Food Wars. It's like, I'm going to talk say, about I how mean, juicy my meat is. You should probably is. just keep watching Food Wars. It's like, here is uh, how juicy my meat... I mean, don't even get me started on that character as well. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? All right, so it's cost way more to make per episode than I thought. So I'm yep. going to need to start a Patreon, guys. Where you give me $100,000. Don't give him more Patreon so money. He's already screwing you as it is. No, Jesse, you have to, like, there's, there's a natural order of things. You're already planning on making the dating sim. Throw some money into the dating sim and have it develop into the anime version of the dating sim. I'm letting everyone know this, it's going to be a hardcore dating sim. I don't care what anyone says. You're going to be able to bang Hentai Dodger. Hentai Jesse will bang you. Sorry about that. There's no <laughs> answer. He'll just can't appear. You'll be like, you'll be like, man, I can't wait, wait to go on this thought, date. It's like, wait, hello. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I thought this was going to be like John Cena's sexy high school adventure while, where every character is played by you. No, 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 no. Like, like, don't ruin the surprise. The whole trick is when they go, when you're like, come back to my place. By the way, it's all voice acted. It's all Japanese voice acting. So when they're like, come back to my place later, and it's it's your like hentai girl. When you go to her house, it's just me in a wig. Like, hello, <laughs> we're going to do it now. And there's no every time you have sex with someone, it's always me in a wig. You can't get away. Every That's ending is fetish. I end up banging you. That you can guarantee. The greatest game God. ever. Ever. I just need a writer. So if you're a writer and you're good and uh, Stephanie Myers, you're not doing anything. Call me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said writer and good. And then we're all Stephanie Myers. What the fuck? I, did, I realized I didn't have enough money to hire a good writer. So <laughs> I'll take anyone. Really. I heard E.L. James is probably going to be looking for a job pretty soon. If that AMA was anything to go or by. Publicist. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. What a stupid idea that was. Oh, dear. Anyway. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Before we talk about video games, uh, of course, a big congratulations to all of our gay fans who happen to be in the United States. Yay. Finally, it seems a country had some common sense for a change. Mm. Congratulations, marriage now legal over here. Mm -hmm. I'm Behind I, you know, Ireland? Uh, How the uh, fuck <laughs> did you lose to Ireland, you idiots? <laughs> the hell is wrong don't, with you? Don't worry, TB. We'll still fight tooth and nail. To, no matter what we can find, yeah. we'll find a way to make it worse. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, we, have, so we have a few states left who will just struggle like, oh, we're so angry. You know, oh, as, yeah. I'm probably as living As soon as one, that but... announcement happened, I, I just said, I'm just going to stay away from the internet for a couple days because I know the they're going to come out the woodwork. The, just all the, all the people the super pissed off. Right. Yeah, yes. it's... I, I, I'm super. It's great, fantastic that it, that it's, it's finally happened. But the rage that flooded the internet afterwards from all the crazies, I just I just stayed away. That's all. Oh, I yeah, would not read any comment section. Fortunately, <laughs> I went on. I did go on Facebook, and pretty much everybody that I know, even from my small hometown, was like jamming on it so i was really proud of them I was well like, yeah oh, you know it's when, job, when, you, when you don't have idiotic friends that helps you know I think yeah. that, that makes it a lot easier yep mm -hmm. but it's good it's a great wonderful thing look at chat oh all you kappa faces oh, kappa pride. Oh, i was like how do you kappa how do you pride make that happen? yeah Ka kappa pride oh <laughs> it worked that's cute or or as the twitch meme goes gay face no space <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Although, hell, if if I, I got to admit, if I was working at Twitch, I would have made it that just for the sake of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right, okay. Video games, v video games, games yeah. about videos. 
I mean, there are there are some games about videos, but it's mostly video games. So, what force? Uh, what do we start with you? I, I hear you've been uh, doing some of that Elder Scrolls Online a little bit. Yeah, yeah, God, just a little bit. Really? I um, I don't know what. Well, I do know what happened. So, all right, listen, the game's not great, but I don't think it's super awful. I played a bunch of it during PC release. I I probably played like three or four hundred hours during the PC release, and then I, I eventually stopped what? because just a little bit. A, no, listen, a little bit. I just I honestly, played a little, just a bit, no, just a dab. If you if. if Anyone who plays a, anyone who plays MMOs will basically tell you that I I almost didn't play the game. I might as well have not played the game if I only played 300 hours. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. So so I thought it was all right, but I didn't really have a lot propelling me because none of my real life friends were playing the PC version. Uh, and then the console version comes out. I got a bunch of like, college buddies and stuff. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick it up. I like Elder, I like Elder Scrolls." I said, first of all, it's not like the Elder Scrolls. Just let's nope. get that out. <laughs> let's get that straight. Second of all, if you pick it up, great. I'll pick it up too. And I've just, I've literally like played nonstop last week. I, I'll say this it's the same game since the PC launch. They've made changes and improvements. You know, there's new content. They've, they've worked to try to, they, they keep mentioned trying to fix the combat. I don't think they could ever fix the problems with the combat because it all goes back to their combat system, which is like the soft yeah. lock target. It just, it just doesn't feel fantastic. It's okay, but. Uh, they've added new content. They added like a um, a stealing system. I think it's called the justice system or something. I, I love how much I've played and I don't even know. So the game's improved, but it's still the same game. It plays it plays really well on the controller. Like and and to have the uh, to have the vibration as well from from the controllers, I think adds to the feedback of the game. So it's it's all right. It's still the same game. Like I said, it's not amazing, but um, I can't stop playing it. So it all comes back to the Skinner box and my inability. It's a good thing I don't gamble. Let's just put it that way, because I think I would have some problems if I did. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's 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 fine. You know, it's it's a fine game. Uh, Jesse, I mean, you can chime in. I know you obviously, you know, hey, you don't think it's amazing, <laughs> but do you think it's all right at least? Would you say? Would you give it that the stamp of all I right? Like, I can't even get behind the game because what I was shown and what I played in alpha was an entirely different game than what we got. And it infuriates me to, like, the next level that mm. what I loved, they removed. Like, everything that they had in alpha, where they were trying to make it more Elder Scrolls-y, less MMO, was fantastic. And then they, they switched it up and made it more MMO, but kept Elder Scrolls-y stuff in it. And the problem was, is that the Elder scrolls stuff they left in it ruined the MMO part. <laughs> so it's like such a crazy, like, I can't, I, I actually, just can't handle it. I'm not I, a fan. I've actually never heard uh, that before because I only got in during the beta. Do you have any specifics as to what they had and removed? I mean, you I, might be. One of my like, most oh, popular oh. videos on my channel is me hyping up an alpha that that ended up not existing that's enough every to make day. you hate a game for a long time i i have been in that position before where they've shown me alpha i've played the alpha i'm like holy shit actually it was wow cataclysm as it turns out it's like oh my god the dungeons are so difficult like the, the bosses are really challenging it's back to the old school and then they fucking nerfed everything before it came out and it made me look like an idiot so yeah, yeah it, i it I, really I can deal with that me off i i loved everything that i saw I loved everything they had done. The stuff I played for like 18 hours that day. What, what sort of thing? Like, you know, what, <coughs> describe your experience. Uh, combat. All right. So combat was more Elder Scrolls-esque than it was MMO style. So the things that you were talking about, like the soft targeting, all that stuff. Imagine you're playing um, Skyrim 
versus playing an MMO. So everything, like, when you were playing as a melee character, felt sk Skyrim-y. It was really mm. fucking cool. Um, the only, and, and the stuff when you were a mage, uh, the combat system was a lot different than it is now. Now it's more like your standard MMO style where it's like you can lock onto the different targets and stuff. Um, it wasn't that. Like, it was very, like, skill-based. And, and playing in first person was actually like, holy shit. This changes, like, how you would play an MMO. And it was and, and the battles that they had set up, it was all about synergizing. So everything had to work together. And I haven't I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't like done enough of the actual real live game to know if that's still mm. in the game. But everything was synergized. So enemies would work together and synergize their abilities versus you. And you would like your team would have to like work together and like, oh, I'll use this on this with this and this. And it was real like um, teamwork, complicated kind of a game that sort of took it to another level. And I was so hyped that this was like, they're going to bring us something different in the world of MMORPGs. And it, when it finally came out, it was like, it's kind of like WoW Lite, but in mm. the Elder Scrolls world. And I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and it's a problem that I had because they kept saying, every time I, we did interviews with these guys, um, they would say, we're trying to find the balance between MMO and Skyrim. And the balance is hard because every time we make a new patch, we switch back and forth one way. And everyone has a different opinion. When, and they're like, when you guys came in, you like the Elder Scrolls stuff of it. But when the last group we had in, they like the MO parts of it. So we don't really know what we're going to do. And you could tell right away it was one of those like, this may be a clusterfuck. Like, no, mm. like everyone in the room was like, ooh, please yeah. don't change much. And when it came out, it was totally different than what we experienced. Like, there was, it was really weird. It was a strange sort of like F you to all your expectations. And I was like, man, you can't, you can't fucking do that. You can't do that. Yeah, I, I would have been interested to try out that alpha version that you talk about. And I think it's uh, it's interesting that you mentioned the combat, because one of the things I've, I've played a lot of MMOs and I've made videos talking about this specific issue of like MMO combat. And one of the big things with MMOs, if you don't know watching, it's that, you know, when you play a game like Skyrim on your PC, everything's client side. It's it's going it's in your PC. Everything's happening. The calculations are right there. But in MMOs, that, that information needs to go out to a server and then ping back to you. So you've got things yep. like your internet speed, and then you've got your distance to the game servers that all affect like what your computer thinks is happening and what actually happens. So that's why we have like ta tab target systems, uh, lock-on systems, or even soft lock systems, as opposed to game like Skyrim, which has like physics-based combat, where you swing your sword and you literally have to hit their arm in order to hit them. In ESO, I can swing my sword like 10 feet away and I'll still hit the target because I'm pointed at yes. them. Um, and so, that's uh, actually something that that was different in the alpha. Like it still had yeah. the uh, radial, like you could see where the enemies were going to attack. But if but when you were playing, it felt much more visceral. Like you were actually in the combat. If you wanted to swing at, with like daggers, you need to be like right in their face or behind them. And there was a lot more to it. And then on launch, it was like poke. Pope yeah. Like, oh my God. So that sort of thing makes me think that maybe in testing, they felt like, let's see if we can get away with having very little latency compensation. So you have to actually be right up in their face to hit them. But then maybe they just found that for some people, the experience was just God awful. You know, when I talk about this, people mention they say they immediately point to a game like Terra and they say, well, Terra has action combat. Like you actually have to hit the things. It's not tab target. It's not soft lock. And the response is that if you talk to anyone who plays like from Australia, that game is a horrendous experience because yes. the distance to the game servers, it, it's basically unplayable. It's not that these things can't be done in MMOs. It's that 
they want to get as many people playing as possible. And if for a bunch of people, the game basically is unplayable. So it, it kind of it sucks because I, I can't wait for the day where we can get like more more physics based combat. In, oh, and that's the other thing, too. Um, I think another game called Vindictus does it pure action combat yeah. and it's not yep. that bad. But the, but all the zones are super small. Because when you've got big open zones, you've got to account for all those calculations. You can fix that by having really tiny zones. So it's kind of a complicated issue. It's a bummer that we can't have these huge open worlds that are also have great combat. <clears throat> but I think that's just kind of where we are right now. And maybe as time goes on and as infrastructure across the world gets better, especially here in the States, because our internet is fucking garbage. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be like, let's not deny the fact. But I'm just hoping, you know, that we'll eventually come come to the day where we can have that but right now yeah that's my biggest gripe with the game is the combat and uh it's it's a bummer to hear that it used to be i guess more than what it came out to be yeah man i was hyped for that game i was super hyped for that game broke my heart learned a valuable <laughs> lesson don't oh ever yes. get hyped for mmos ever <laughs> Just don't do it it's not worth but, it uh, been burned but too many times if you do want to play a game that I would suggest going back to, uh, the new Guild Wars 2 expansion is actually kind of fun. Like, mm. they, they made it a lot harder. They added a bunch of other things that changed stuff up. That uh, It's still the same Guild Wars 2, but I would say, like, if you want to go back to something, try that out because you, you might enjoy it. I think the, the new class is really interesting, sort of like a ranged melee character, which is interesting, and I kind of like everything about it, but I just don't have time to play it. But I would say if you do have time to play it, check it out. Because everything I've seen so far looks really cool. I keep hearing really good things about uh, Final Fantasy XIV as well, and I know yeah. that new Heaven's Sword expansion Heaven's just Sword came out. Heaven's Sword is really fun so far. Can I say something? I want to. I want to admit something right now. Yes. So as much as I fucking hate, I didn't get to talk about this last week, but I'll talk about it. In a, as much as I fucking hate the questing mechanics in Final Fantasy XIV of like, you go to a zone and you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth a million fucking times to like deliver quests and shit. As much as I hate that, god damn did I forget how good the story is. The yeah, story the in that story game is, is so fucking, fucking fantastic. Good. You know what? If you can suffer garbage gameplay mechanics, you will fucking love the music and the story is so good. I forgot. I honestly forgot. I was like, oh shit, they got those judge motherfuckers and the dude in the mask. And this dude straight up like Kafka, man. Oh. Love it. Had, Love it. Yeah, I um I finished up the 2.5 the the story like right before Heaven's Word starts and we did like a big viewing party on my stream of like the hour and a half cut scene that ends the whole thing before the expansion and mm. I was just losing my goddamn mind just like oh my god and this guy and oh what the fuck and oh, <laughs> like just so emotional for, for those so for those who are curious and, like in MMOs FF11 and Final Fantasy 14 literally are like the only MMOs where I've been like, holy shit, this story is great. Final Fantasy XI story lasted three expansions. And then they made a new story after like the fourth expansion, but it was a three expansion. Like it went across the story kept going after you beat the, it was like, Oh, after you beat that shit, this shit happened. Oh, when you beat that, this shit happened. And it made everything make sense in the world. It was amazing. And I think 14 might have me playing it just for that. Which I think goes back to my love of Star Wars The Old Republic. Now that they're making a single player, like, get rid of the MMO shit, I might go back to that too just to play the single player story. Because I, I love really being liked... a Sith Lord. That was yeah. so fucking awesome. That you was a else? fun leveling experience. I, I really liked that part of SOTOR big time. You know what I, like, 
Something that confuses me about WoW is it seems like with every expansion, it's like shit's going down and it all gets sorted out. And then in the next expansion, it's shit goes down and then it all gets sorted out. And like with this, the way that they did it was shit went down, you know, in the in the previous iteration of this game. And so throughout the entire storyline before Heaven's Ward, you're like, it's all of these different nations sort of trying to figure out how to get back to like this this equal place and like a, a time of peace and sort out all of their issues and stuff. And then at the end, sh- like shit gets so fucked up all over again. And so rather than it being like, everything's totally fine. And then at, at the beginning of Heaven's Sword, everything gets fucked up. It's like everything got fucked up at the end so that you were, you needed that expansion. You were so excited to play it because you're like, how are they going to fix this? So many things happened. You know, they, they created that cliffhanger for you. Well, in, in WoW, the biggest problem is that they have so much shit going on in their world that they never resolve the big things and only mm. focus on the minor things. So in WoW, for example, right now, there's a whole story with the Black Prince that's been going on for two expansions. There's a story with, like, the Naga that's been going on for four expansions. Like, and they just never resolve it. They're like, oh, yeah, no, right. we'll get to that. And it's always <laughs> there in the background, but they never resolve it. So they just keep pushing stuff back further and further into the background, saying one day we'll get to it. And it's always there. Like in this expansion, they have little things like, oh yeah, the Black Prince is totally here and like shit's going down and oh, you better watch out for the Burning Legion. Like all that stuff's there. Yeah. But it's all just in the background and it gets so frustrating. It's not really the focus. Yeah. It gets so frustrating because for example, if you saw the end of this expansion, literally everything that happened on the expansion is fucking pointless. Like I, (laughs) I tweeted like, I need to find Redshirt Guy. I need to find Noble. I need to get all these people together and we need to rewrite all of Warcraft because they're fucking off the rails. Like they're so off the rails with the story, it's aggravating. And I'm just like, I can't, mm. I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry, Blaze. Fucking fix your story. You have so much shit happening and so many characters you just don't address anymore. I want to just shake Metzen like, what are you doing? Mm. And, and he'd be like, oh, I'm working on the story for Overwatch, so I don't have time for that. I guarantee that's what we get, which is fine because Overwatch is going to be amazing. But still... I think it's just a downfall of like how old that game is now. I remember back like being really excited about their big story, like the Lich King and our, like all that stuff. It was all great, but you can only have so many world-ending threats before you're like, okay, yep, okay, I believe you this time. They're gonna destroy all of Azure. Yeah, I got it. So. <laughs> it just no, loses and- it loses its luster at, at some point, basically. Yeah. Uh, I just can't. I can't do it anymore, Blaze. But uh, I'll still buy the next expansion because fuck you guys. But um, yeah, no, Final Fantasy XIV has an amazing story. I would suggest if you like story, play the game. If you can handle awful, awful questing. I don't. Hmm. I don't mind the questing, and the game oh is gorgeous. God. It's so. It's just pretty. a. It's ta- it's regular and tab target, right? That's what the I've... gameplay is. The standard. Yes. Tab yeah. Oh, it's tab target. But the problem is the questing is literally like. I have a quest for you. Go talk to. Jiblorgan Florgan, who's in this hut in the middle of nowhere. So you run out there, and then Jiblorgan Jiblorgan's like, now run back to right where you were and go turn this in. And the guy's like, all right, well, now that I have this, go back and see Jiblorgan Jiblorgan. It's like, God damn it. This, fuck you, game. That's the one thing I will say Blizzard has down. They keep all the questing contained in certain areas. Like you move to another area, you move to another area. So you don't have to keep running back and forth like a fucking idiot and wasting your time. God damn you, Final Fantasy XIV. I hate that <laughs> so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> 
most of the time you can teleport where you need to go. So it's kind of nice. Most of the time. <laughs> um, I just love that I was able to glamour my clothing so that it looks like I'm literally only wearing leopard print underwear and a necklace. Oh into yeah, no, everyone knows my that. dungeons. Yeah, makes me really happy. I'm a very, I'm a very attractive cat boy wearing no clothes <laughs> into battle, and I just I love look it. like Baby Rufio. I'm a little tiny lollipop oh, with black hair oh. with a red stripe. He's so cute. We're not friends on there. Why aren't we that's friends? You're, that's because whenever I'm on, you're always like, I'm with my group running dungeons. That's not so all true. The, all the creepy if people in the in the added me as a friend, it would be like, hey, so and so wants to be your buddy. But I didn't. Because you don't want to be my, my friend. Just be honest, Jesse. God. I'm aware they're Taru Taru, God Emperor. They will always be Taru Taru. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Final Fantasy XI for life. I love that fucking game. Timmy, are you that. ever going to play another MMO? Do you ever foresee? <laughs> no, if I can avoid it. <laughs> oh, I, I, get, I don't invest I the reminded. time. It's bad. I know. Yeah, I, it's bad. Every time I get it, like I got into Wildstar, I got into Arc Age, I got into like it just it sucks up so much time. It's yeah. not. I mean, I still play tough. Star Trek online, but like I dip in like for twenty minutes at a time. Like I'll log in, I'll do a uh, uh, public uh, queue for uh, instance, and like I'll fiddle around with some ship settings, then I'll log off again. You know, it's there's not a lot of commitment required to that game. Like there's no raiding or anything along those lines, so. Uh, it's not particularly difficult to play. I don't think I'd commit to anything that required like a significant amount of leveling time anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't like doing that. You know, it's a, to me it's a means to an end. Every MMO that I've ever hit max level in, I've always it's always been a fucking slog and I've never enjoyed doing it. And I've only done it because like, oh yeah, at the end game it's going to be great. And then, you know, I'll do the end game like, all right, I've had my fill of this. Don't need any more of that. I mean, there's so many MMOs I've started and never hit max level in either. I mean, Guild Wars is a great example of that. Played a bunch of that, never hit max level, just got bored of it. I don't know why you would ever need to hit max level in Guild Wars if you just did, like, PvP stuff. Like, it's unnecessary. Yeah, I wasn't really doing much of the PvP. and I mean, honestly, like, the PvP's okay, but frankly, when I, if I want to play, like, a PvP game, I'll go and actually play, like, just a shooter or something. I, I, won't, right. I won't play it. I don't play MMOs for PvP for the most that, part. I think the thing, it's it's one of those like power dynamic games, all MMOs. So you, you want to be the person who's the higher level, who has the better gear, and you who has the better spec. Because you don't have the fucking time because <laughs> some neckbeard sure. in his you know, parents' basement is playing 24-7 and has a bunch of Chinese farmers working for him. And it's, you'll right. never be that guy. So why bother? I mean, it was the oh, same I thing. Can, I can be that guy. Jobs. Speak for yourself. To, I can be that guy. <laughs> and I'm not proud of it either. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, boy. It's a sad story. I know. Yeah, that is a bit depressing. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, okay. I've been burned too many times. Can't be honest. I'm sorry. Can I just really quick, because we were asking for uh, wrestling anime or manga. Okay. Um, there's one... Uh, there's one called I Want to Be the Strongest in the World and it's about uh, teen female idols 
like like singers who decide that they want to get into oh, wrestling. God. <laughs> this was Rumble Roses the anime by the sounds. Wait, of it. let me let me just link you. Oh my god, this that's, sounds like a that's the idea. that's the Crunchyroll page for it. It yes, pretty please? much sums everything up with their promo picture. That, that is li that is literally Rumble Roses. Like there's even these like the exact same outfits that were on the fucking front of that game. <laughs> oh my god. I love this. No. So there's that. And then there's also, there's like a really old one that I forgot about called Kanikumen. Um, yes, I saw and, that. It's a little strange by the looks of it. Yeah. If you've, if you've ever seen a manga picture of like a super ripped dude with like a fin for hair, that's Kanikumen. He's like a really old one. But yep. yeah, I want to be the strongest in the world. Apparently A pluses. I don't know. It's got three and a half stars. So it's got to be great. I was gonna you say I'm what? reading the reviews right now. It doesn't sound too good. Doesn't sound those, like my cup of tea. Reviews are like there were no boobs. <laughs> no boobs. Okay, I'm out. Boobs. Zero out of ten. Well, I mean, at least anime like that is honest about what it is. It's mm -hmm. like, obviously designed yeah. for a, a certain certain kind of person. Oh dear. Anyway, you're welcome, world. <laughs> good to know. You can go watch it. Crunchyroll.com slash Dolphysic. Go get your free trial. Video games. What are, what are the what else have we been playing this week? I don't want to pitch in on that. I played and beat Arkham Knight. On you PlayStation, I believe. On yeah? PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't manage to do it on Not PC, on PC. did you? No. Oh, what a mess that is. Yes. Uh, I could not comment on PC because I got it for PS4 because I immediately saw pc was shit and i was like well i want to play it i'm sick so i want to i want to have something to do um it was awesome here uh okay awesome's a relative term i liked the story the way the story was delivered i thought the twist ending was garbage because everyone if you've read a batman comic in the last 20 years you probably knew what was going to happen but the way they delivered the story i thought was really fucking cool and was something that every Batman fan kind of wanted, uh, without spoiling it. It was kind of like a, thank you. Thank you for delivering the story this way. <laughs> Other than that, there was whoever the genius was who said, let's make 90% of this game fucking driving the Batmobile oh, tank. God. He's an asshole. That guy's a fucking, that was the Batmobile tank and the Riddler like maze missions where you're driving in the car are literally the fucking worst things ever invented. I cannot stress how much I hated those. And it's one of those things like, in order to save Catwoman, you have to do this garbage. It was like, oh my god, the worst. The tank the worst. is the most boring damn. I don't mind driving around the city in the Batmobile. That's that's fine. It's okay. It lets me get yes. from point A to point B relatively quickly. Screw the game logic of it's okay to run someone over at 120 miles per hour because your totes didn't kill them. No, yes. yeah. fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. You can't justify that in a million years. I can well, run Batman over. Doesn't kill people. Yeah, he doesn't kill people except when he hits them in his car. The 150 miles. It's okay. No, they're when they fine. Them, they're instantly <laughs> electrocuted and tased. Yes, but they were also hit at 150 miles per hour by a car, and they're just reversed well, over the, car the motherfuckers. Is made of balloons. My car has advanced. spikes on it. That it's guy's fine. dead. He dead. Balloon spikes. There's <laughs> no doubt about it. That guy is fucking dead. I love how they go out of their way. Like, you're fighting tanks, but they go out of their way to be like, oh, those are mechanized tanks. Oh, yeah, they're, they're totally drones. not they're guys drones. in there at all. Drones. Yeah, yeah totally, they're totally drones. Nobody, nobody hit him. Nobody hit him. 
And I will say, like, there's a few points in that game where, like, okay, the tank fight, that's kind of cool. I like how you have to dodge between and duck and weave as they give you, like, the line of sight with the lasers. It's a cool concept I once it or twice. As sin. Like, it, it just, well, there's like, nothing to it. It's like you like strafe and you shoot okay. slowly. And then you fire off your rockets every once in a while. That's it. That's all it <laughs> but is. It's like, a cool, it's like a cool bonus thing, but they made it a core concept of the game. That's the problem. You do it it's, so it's, fucking much. Yeah. It's it's unnecessary the amount of times they make you get in that fucking tank. It's like, holy shit. It's, I can't, I can only kill so, like, how does the Arkham Knight have so many fucking tanks? Like, where does he get these tanks from? Why are there, like, 50 of them? It, like, there's one scene where you're fighting, like, an immense wave of them. It's like, this is nonsense. Um, For those wondering about the Riddler miss missions, basically, it's really easy driving missions that are frustrating because basically you just be driving and then a wall comes out and kills you instantly and you're like oh i guess i needed to drive slower do you have to redo that part oh uh, how optional are the riddler missions um there's one maybe two that aren't optional the rest are if you want to save catwoman all right screw catwoman she dead <laughs> i don't care yeah the rest of them are related to catwoman uh and the ending there's a secret i went back because someone said that there was three endings so there's the main ending, then there's another ending, then there's another ending. And so if you want to get all the endings, you have to literally do everything. <laughs> so I went no. back and did uh, everything. And I don't know that I would say it's worth it. It's kind of cool, the third ending. But it's like one of those, you know, you suffer through a lot of shit in order to, like, you have to go get Firefly or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Uh, shit, what is that asshole's name? Do with the, the, the something bug, fire, whatever the hell. I don't care. He's not a main... <laughs> villain but um like you have to do all that crappy shit it all involves like jumping your fucking car again i'm not a big fan of like the car part i will say i love the the like crime solving bits i love well they were good in the, origins as well yeah i loved the again the way the story was told i thought was really really good um i don't want to spoil anything i will simply say it gives you what you as a batman fan have literally wanted the entire franchise. It gives you, like, the way the story's told is so fucking great that you it almost, it makes up for the fact that the ending twist is like, yeah, no, we, we all knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, but it's, I had a blast. I had a lot of fucking fun. I will say that if you ever intend to get on PC, uh, don't. No, right, well, else, you can't. You they can, took it yeah. off sale. It's not possible at this point. And yeah, the, the PC version is jank as hell. It cracks me up how many people are like, well, I mean, it's obvious that a different company did the port, so it's not really their fault. And I'm like, it's not their fault that they didn't check to make sure that the port worked? <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? All right, yeah, so <laughs> let, let's just say, you know, it, it's my job to, uh, uh, I'm doing a favor for a friend and he wants me to drive him to the airport. Now, instead of me driving into the airport, I get my 11-year-old son to drive him to the airport. They all crash and die in a fireball. Is that my fault? No, or, yeah, absolutely, I, not. no absolutely not. No, not. No, no, definitely not. You were the one driving. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for justifying that. No. Yeah. It's, who contracted them? That would be Warner Brothers, of course, the publisher of the game. Yes, it's their fucking fault. Jesus. Too bad, and uh, once again, proof that you shouldn't pre-order games. Maybe wait for like a port report I bloody or something. Warned them. Like <laughs> I warned people, and then people on Reddit got angry at me for doing that. Yeah, 
see how that and worked out for you. It's not a new thing. I figure at this point, people should understand the last major AAA PC ports have been shit. Yes. Like, mm. awful. And oh no God. one has anyone to blame but themselves if you're, if you're ordering PC ports, like, day one. If you're pre-ordering, you're buying day one of major releases because they've all been bad. There's not been a single good one at all in the last, like, well, two years. I'm sure you guys already talked about this, but the I, I love the recent move by Valve to make those refunds because I feel like that oh, accountability yes. is finally there. Like uh, that's amazing, it really is. I think that there's a possibility that's going to change it. So long as Steam remains like the primary distribution platform for PC, it's that that deal. could change it in a big way. I, I don't mean, it's think not going to stop like EA from releasing shit, but they even have a refund policy now origin yeah, has yeah thing, yeah so. actually e well ea has had a refund policy on its own games for a while no questions right. asked you know which a lot of people kept ignoring it's like yeah you're shit it's like have you seen origins customer service is way fucking better than steam's and has been for years but it, i don't think there is any coincidence that the first major triple a release after the refund system came into play mm. happened to be taken off sale you know i don't think that that's a coincidence at all Obviously, the amount of refunds that happened were ridiculous, and the amount of negative PR was absolutely massive. So, yeah, it's good that they, you know, that they had to bring it off and actually take responsibility for it. Because before the refund system, I have no doubt that they've just left that bloody thing up and said, "Screw you." I mean, remember with Origins, they literally said, "Yeah, we're not going to fix the game anymore because we're busy working on DLC." Now they actually said that. Yep. So, no, I, yeah. I think they can uh, go to hell. Frankly. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get it. You know, games nowadays are super complicated to make. There's a lot of moving parts. But I, w I, w I was a kid, and I had my Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And when I would go to Blockbuster to rent a game, I brought it home, and it worked 100% of the it Every time. It never didn't work. But nowadays, because they feel like they can just patch things, they just throw shit out the door because they've got deadlines. And then, oh, we'll fix that later. Well, now you're going to get a bunch of refunds knocking at your door. So, yep. Oh, I, I certainly hope that that doesn't cause publishers to say, you know what, fuck PC, it's too much trouble, you know? Hopefully not. I mean, I think they used to do that. They used oh, to yeah. say that. <laughs> well, I mean, some people still do, you know? Goddamn Bungie with Destiny and nonsense like that. So, yeah, you know, a, a multiplayer shooter yeah. on PC? What a silly idea that would be. But I was talking about that with, um, with Octopimp. We were talking about how, you know, like, it wasn't too long ago that PC ports would come out, and if they were shitty, you just dealt with it, right? Yes. Like... But um, I I think we've finally reached the point where PC is considered like an actual game console. Essentially, you know, it's it's a it's an entity all to itself. So there's more. Uh, I don't know. There's 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 more effort put into it now. I guess games are selling enough copies to justify the time. I think that's mm -hmm. the important thing. You know, the last few years PC right. has been growing. And as a result, yeah, it may not sell as many. I mean, in some cases, you sell more on PC than you do on consoles because, generally speaking, people buy games over a number of years on PC, whereas once something goes off the shelves on a console... I mean, hell, I, I plugged in my uh, my 360 and my PlayStation 3 and I dug through the, the old back catalogs on the, on the store because there were, like, a few games I wanted to pick up. I wanted to play some old, like, RPGs and things like that. And I couldn't get any of them on Xbox Live or PlayStation Store. And the ones that I could get were 60 bucks each. Like, they weren't discounted or anything. Now, if that was on PC, I can guarantee those games would be $20 or less, and they'd be available. 
in multiple places and probably on sale every week. So there is this big long sales tale that you've got to bear in mind now on PC. And I think that companies are starting to come around to that idea. You know, Skyrim sold shitloads of copies on PC. Like, absolutely massive numbers. And I'm just trying to pull up exactly how many. Uh, According to Steam Spy... Ah, actually, yeah, the the numbers are wrong on Steam Spy because as a free weekend, it claims like 9.1 million, but that's too many. Uh, But whatever the case, I know that they definitely sold millions on PC. Mm. So... I mean, I... I also get the impression, this could be wrong, but I get the impression that PC gamers or people who are at least focused on gaming on the PC tend to buy more games than console gamers. I know like in my own history, sure. that's the case. People I've known on PC are like constantly buying games, whereas a lot of a lot of my friends who are just console gamers will buy like four or five a year. And there's there's definitely well, a difference. It there. Helps so, so that we can pick them up a lot cheaper, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's true too. Some yeah. of us do, of course, buy them on on day one, absolutely, but a lot of people just wait because there is predictably a sale at some point. Unless it's unless it's an Activision game, because that'll probably never go on sale. But as long as it's not Activision, chances are you're going to be able to get it cheaper. You'll be able to get a discount of some description. Or you'll be able to do something ridiculous like, you know, sell Steam trading cards to afford it or whatever. Mm. So yeah, it's, you're right. I mean, I have God knows how many Steam games. Uh, how many? Uh, 1,246. So, I mean, and a lot of people have... How many of those have you games. played? Uh, less than half, <laughs> <Exactly>. definitely. <laughs> definitely less than half. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right, so I'm, yeah, uh, Arkham Knight. Hmm. Uh, yeah, on that, on, that same, on that same vein, I tried playing the PC port of Tokiden. Oh, yes. And I am a per- okay. I want to just say I'm a person who does not care about frame rate very much. So when pretty much everybody was like, "Uh, it's it's locked at 30. It's, it's so bad." I was like, I honestly normally don't care about that. So I'm still gonna try it because I love Monster Hunter. So I just want to see. And that game just does not. It doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good it to play. It looks like a beta game. It's. I mean, the originally well, it was. Yeah, and everybody keeps saying that like. The PS4 version is great, and somehow the PC version is just shit. <laughs> like, it was just, it wasn't fun. I don't, I don't know, know how they think the PS4 version's good. I mean, the PS4 version's also stuck at 30, you know, which is weird yeah. because, again, it was, they released Tokiden originally on Vita. Apparently, that was a port of a PSP game that only came out in Japan. And then they released Tokiden Kiwami which is the new one, which is kind of an updated version, and they made a PlayStation 4 version of that. And you would have thought, oh, great, you know, it'll be 60 FPS, and it'll look a lot better, but apparently it's not, and it really doesn't. So I'm not really sure why people are thinking that, oh, the PlayStation 4 I version's amazing. I, To be fair, I didn't even play long enough to get to the point where you're, like, fighting Big Oni. Like, the only the only levels that I played were ones where it was like, like here's a bunch of ones. tiny Oni to fight. Yeah, but I wanted to... Oh, God, that's repetitive. Because, because, it, it, because it, like, felt so dissatisfying to play in, in comparison to Monster Hunter, which feels really satisfying to, like, play and hit things and run. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make sure that I stopped in time to get a refund because they're asking hmm. 60 bucks for this game. It's well, like what, te- I, it's a I think it's just stuff. like so expensive. It's way too much for how the port feels and how it looks. I think. Well, that's, I mean, even then, like hear. I think you can pick it up for more like forty dollars on PlayStation Four now, and even cheaper on Vita. So being sixty yeah. bucks on PC was completely unjustifiable. So I don't know what the yeah. hell they were playing out with that. 
It's too yeah. bad. I was I was really looking forward to trying that. I, I remember hearing about that, and people were saying it's like Monster Hunter Lite. And um, yeah. you know, I don't own any Nintendo much. platforms, and I've always wanted to try try those type of games because I think I'd like them. I love Dark Souls, and I, I'd like that style of combat. So that's a, that's a shame to hear that it's not uh not too good. This is not Big fun, bummer. man. Unfortunately, Can we take a break because I have to pee so effing badly. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Great. I love you guys. Bye. Okay. Bye. Uh, okay. Uh, a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. What? Hey guys, what are you up to? Uh, trying to find something to watch, but nothing good's on. You know, this season of anime has been pretty great. Knowing you, it's about a suspiciously oiled-up swimming team who has supernatural powers and fights with cats. It's not really my thing. Oh, then you should check out Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll? What's that? It's an anime website created by fans for fans. It offers the newest and most current episodes of hundreds of anime straight from Japan. So even if an anime I like doesn't suit you, there are lots to choose from and try out. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, Dodger, but none of us speak Japanese. Speak for yourself. Arigato. That's okay. Every episode is professionally subtitled. And if you go to crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit, you can sign up for a whole month of free anime with no ads. No ads at all? None. And premium members get to stream their anime in glorious HD 1080p. If you're looking for a good place to start, Parasite has been a great show so far. Amazing animation and a really interesting framework that delves into death and what it means to be a human. Also aliens. Let me guess, it's Ugu nonsense with characters in pretty dresses. Uh, I wanted something a bit cuter, or rather, kawaii. Okay, okay, Jesse. Maybe you should check out Can Cole. It's actually based on a popular Japanese card game, and it has adorable girls with the spirits of ships inside of them fighting against evil monsters. It's all about friendship and doing your very best. Kind of like our show. That sounds absolutely nothing like our show whatsoever. Crunchyroll, created by fans for fans. Go to crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit and click sign up for premium to get a whole month of free anime and no ads. That's right, the world's finest collection of anime on Crunchyroll free for 30 days with zero ads. Get the newest and most current anime episodes straight from Japan on Crunchyroll.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. You just heard the sounds of Batman from the NES era. It's a great yeah. remix called Cleaning and the sounds Out of Axis. Jesse. Mm. I didn't hear the sounds of Jesse. That's yeah, the wonderful thing about Skype. I had him muted. It was great. That's called <laughs> shutting up before it starts, Dodger. You wouldn't know anything about that. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Cool it. Shots cool it. it. Yeah. Professionalism battle. Nobody I was wins. reading manga, thank you very much. So I was quiet as a mouse. Of course. A mute mouse. We're talking about esports. It was serious business. Right? Yeah, we're talking about esports. <laughs> and how and how ridiculously like how all the best players, quote unquote, demand ridiculous salaries and how they're totally not worth it. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> you should start a StarCraft team. Trust me, nobody can demand a salary in StarCraft anymore. It's great. <laughs> I guess that's true, uh... huh? It it is actually kind of sad. That's I mean, a, that's a bummer. Yeah, it, it's bad. I mean, the uh, one of the most popular players of all time just like retired from the professional scene, and the salary he was asking for, no one would pay him, and it wasn't actually anywhere near unreasonable. It's just mm -hmm. no one would pay him. Man. for it. So it's like, wow, this guy won over half a million dollars in prize money over the last like four years. So it it's was like good. With the rise of MOBAs, the decline of RTS, it's just not, a, it's like not a thing anymore. Well, I mean, there was only really <laughs> one of them that was actually like competitive in terms of like the big esports scene as well, and that was StarCraft 2. So we're yeah. sort of relying on the last expansion to not suck. Unfortunately, right now, the beta is not going well. Like they've made Have some... you seen their release schedule too? It's really weird. They're like releasing five new missions, then the expansion, 
then yeah, you, like it's it's a prelude so. like they're doing a little prologue thing and i think it's that one's Very gonna weird. be free so like it's it's kind of like mm -hmm. a, a demo like it's not the first time they've done that i think they're, they've done that previously with other games but yeah it's i just i hope the last expansion ends up being good like right now the the beta has just had some really i don't know what's going on in their heads like when it comes to design they're like well we need to make the ghost better it's like, yeah, because no one's using the ghost right now. Okay, so what do we do? Uh, do we... We made this change, like, two and a half, three years ago, where we basically broke the ghost's main functionality because it was too good against a certain composition, which is now completely irrelevant. Do we return it back to its old level of power? No, we're going to add this weird ability, which is like an armor-reducing drone that basically only works against one unit in the entire fucking game, and that's the Ultralisk. So you've got to click on all the Ultralisks to put the little fucking drone there, and that'll reduce their armor so you can do a little bit more damage. Like, no, that is gimmicky and hyper-specific and fucking dumb. Like, mm. oh, I don't know what the, you know, and they've said, oh, well, you know, the, the beta is for testing these things. Yeah, but I mean, why did you come up with that in the first place? Uh, you know, who, who was asking for that? Why make an ability that's literally only good against one unit? I mean, yeah. that's, that is absolutely that's pointless. That's very confusing. That's like way uh, too hyper-specific, you're right. They're doing, they're doing a lot of that. They're just like, well, we can make the game like more micro-intensive by just adding clicky abilities. Like, yeah, but this, this, you don't have to do that, you know? You don't. That's not the way to do it, and it ends up making it more complicated, unnecessarily complicated for people that aren't very good at the game. Whereas it, they'd be better off just learning good army control. And a lot of like the really cool plays in early StarCraft, and even in current StarCraft, are about army control. They're not about how many times you can click this button. You know that that I think is not required. I don't I don't think that's a good idea at all. So they're sort of going in the wrong direction with it right now. I'm a bit worried. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm pretty damn worried. So ho mm. hopefully they'll they'll get things in gear. I mean we don't know when it's coming out. I mean I suppose we have to assume it's the end of the year, but we don't know. I mean it might be next year at this point. Who knows? I think they're juggling uh, launch dates between Overwatch and StarCraft. Like they yeah, don't yeah. know what is going to happen when. So they're Not sort of like, yeah, yeah. Figuring I almost it out. I almost feel like we might be seeing a situation where Warcraft 4 comes out and it's free to play. Because I remember like talking about the success or not of StarCraft 2, and I feel like a, a lot of people are sort of pinning it on the price of entry when you've got all these monstrous games out there that are free to play, like Dota, League of Legends, like How stuff like that. How would you like make that. Warcraft 4 free to play, though? Well, here's the problem with, like, because people have been saying make StarCraft 2 free to play for years. There's a big problem that doesn't get talked about enough, and that's that StarCraft 2, especially at the higher level, has a rampant hacking problem. And it's really? had it for years, and they haven't been able to that. deal with it. Yeah, I mean, unlike League of Legends and Dota, which were sort of designed against that from the ground up, and as a result, they don't really have a problem like that, StarCraft 2's engine has a pretty severe hacking problem, and they mm. haven't been able to stop it. So the problem is, if you make the game free-to-play the amount of hackers increases oh, exponentially yeah. sure. because they don't have to keep rebuying new copies of the game every time they get banned. Mm. I mean, so. I'm not saying I used it, but I still remember the StarCraft 1 map hack. Like, uh, but, you know. Well, the, the were pro, the there were pro gamers <laughs> in StarCraft 1 who were banned for using that. Like, fucking yeah. professional gamers. And there's always accusations of map hacking and things like that in StarCraft 2 as well. And of course, the only real time that that can't happen is at an actual live tournament in person. In an online tournament, map hacking could happen. And you just, Look, you never know. And that that throws a damper on everything. It also, like, 
means that sponsors don't really want to get involved in it because they don't know about the integrity of the of the esport because they don't yeah. know if the results are going to be like actually real. So there's oh it you know that that problem is major and I'm not really sure exactly like what there is to do with it and that's not the only issue with it either. It's not like StarCraft Two didn't sell a lot of copies. It did and so did the expansion. Right. So it sold millions. It sold it's really retention. well. And you think it has a lot to do with the like difficulty at the higher yes. like pe people get so discouraged because you get obliterated. Ladder isn't times. fun to play for a lot of people. That's right. the problem. It's hell. It's the same problem Hearthstone has. Hearthstone ladder isn't very fun to play either. Uh, I think that's why, like mobas are so successful because you can suck, but you can at least point at the four other people if you're like and say it's their fault. That helps. You can have fun. You can have fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, why they're adding Archon mode in, which lets two people play one character basically right. i mean it's a character but control one base like i played archon mode and it was really refreshing like it was extremely fun to play it's and a idea. lot of the stress was gone because you shared the load yeah and right. the other thing about mobas is that even if you keep losing you're still working towards something like you're working towards another character or an extra rune or something like that in starcraft 2 the only thing you're working towards is a promotion to the next division and if you're not, like, improving well enough, you can be stuck in the same bracket for years. And you can never get out of it. And in, think... in League of Legends, if you're stuck in Silver 5 or whatever, it doesn't matter. Because you've earned credits to buy a new character and you can go play them or whatever. So you're always doing something. Right. I think, I think the other thing, too, come to think of it, like... I... If you don't know, watch this. I spent a bunch of time with StarCraft. Like, that's how I basically launched that's my YouTube career. That's why your username is the way that it is. Right, exactly. But StarCraft is intense 100% of the time. Yes. Whereas with, like, you have to, if you're not doing something from start to finish constantly, then you're going to lose the game or you're you not will. being. Yeah, totally. But, like, in a MOBA, I, I just hearth back and I can right click on the map and sit here for 20 seconds as my character runs to, you know what I mean? Like, there's some downtime. It's not as, like, constantly intense so yes I, I would imagine that also plays a role it, it does like i right now i can't even play starcraft because you know i have the neuropathy issues with my hands that are you know eventually hopefully going to resolve themselves starcraft is too fucking intense for me to play it hurts it is physically painful and the the speed that you need to play starcraft at is really discouraging to a lot of people mm -hmm. and According to, I don't know if this is true because I really didn't play much of Brood War, but a lot of people apparently with Brood War played a lot of custom games, and that was the most entertaining thing for them. Like big they didn't game actually Hunter, play ladder. Yeah, big game MTG, hunters. TG. Yeah, I mean, big I like game that. hunters is available for StarCraft Two, but like people didn't really get into it. And the custom game scene for StarCraft Two is way weaker than it was for Warcraft Three, particularly. Like Warcraft Three's custom game system spawned two entire genres, arguably tower defense and Dota clones. Yep. Uh, we're pretty much spawned by Warcraft 3. And uh, don't even get me started with, oh, with AM of 3. I get that. But that <laughs> Warcraft 3 was what popularized it. Don't don't try and be clever with me, you little bastards. But, right. you know, they tower defense was a huge thing in Warcraft 3, and it became its own genre. I mean, hell, it pretty much props up the, the iTunes store, for God's sake. Uh, and then, you know, Dota. God. It's... There's a there's a lot going on with with stuff like yeah. that, and unfortunately, StarCraft Two, while it does have some good custom games, isn't anywhere close to being as good. I see, yeah. and I also wonder, going back to Warcraft Four, I wonder if that 
can kind of fix some of the issues that people might have with StarCraft 2 because War, Warcraft 3 at least was more focused on the an individual like hero you had your so it's almost like a MOBA with some base management in it you know what yeah, I mean yeah I feel like they that, that could it's less economy that, I mean hell you know in Warcraft 3 if you built too many units you made less money you know that there was a taxation yeah. system in that game which was I mean, I didn't play it at the highest level, but like at low level in particular, it was kind of designed to discourage you just spamming out units and you were dealing with a fairly small army, relatively speaking, and there was a lot of control involved. And StarCraft 2 is a much more of a macro game. Like if you can get 10 more units than this guy, you can probably beat him, you know? Not, not all the time, but you can probably beat that guy. People have got to diamond just building Marines, you know, just mm -hmm. one unit. I saw, I mean, Destiny did his famous thing where he got to Masters by building only Queens. That was the only thing he did. And it's Sorry. all about the macro there. But learning how to be good at macro is actually not that fun. It takes a lot of work, you know? You're well, learning a skill. That's, that's why, at least for me, I've always found StarCraft to be way more interesting to watch than oh, yeah. to play. It's a fantastic think, game to watch. It's my personal yeah, favorite. As long as you like understand what's going on, it's just like watching a sport for the first time yes. where you're like, I don't understand what any of these rules are. Yeah. But once you figure out like what the units are and what they do and, and what's a good play and what's a bad play, um, it's it's so intense to watch because, yeah, like Force was saying, it's literally like high intensity the whole time. All <laughs> you're just like, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, watching you people that can casters, actually do that. Can actually keep yeah. up with that is a is amazing. You know, it's awesome. one, one of my amazing. One of my favorite things to ever see in StarCraft is watching someone like split a group of Marines against Banelings coming at them. Yeah. While yeah. also macroing in there, it's just the most fucking intense because you know how many key if you have if you played at all, you know how many key clicks they're doing in the span of five seconds, and it's insane. Like it's it's that kind of stuff is yeah really fun to watch. I agree. Yeah, but the problem is you know how. How do you keep people watching? It's, you know, the end of the year finals still get really, really good viewers. Yeah. And the tournaments still do all right. You know, they just had the WCS finals. They did fine. They didn't do incredibly well, but they did all right in terms of viewership. But the problem is, like, if it keeps declining, it's going to be, it's harder and harder. You know, we've had people retiring left, right, and center, teams shutting down, sponsors withdrawing, uh, shrinkage in tournament prize pools. It's, it's difficult to deal with. It really is. It's, yeah. a, it's go, a real go to the front page of Twitch and everyone sees the numbers that like League of Legends and Hearthstone gets and they say we're just going to put our money there because oh, well, don't it, get even the smallest tournaments, tournaments. Oh uh, even the smallest tournaments get like 20,000 viewers yeah. like it's insane that the numbers yeah. on that game I mean tr Trump laddering gets more viewers than some online Starcraft tournaments do it, it, that's, it, true. <laughs> that's true it's so sad it, it really is and um, Hearthstone is a garbage tournament game it is just awful I'm I hate mm. watching tournaments. I could not agree with you more. For uh, Hearthstone, sorry. It's, it's boring as shit. Like, I, I love watching uh, player streams like from their perspective because you know unexpected shit comes out. You don't know what the other guy's got in their hand. So you, you live vicariously through their suffering. Like, that, People that's complain. how I like to view it. People complain about RNG, but I swear to God, RNG makes that game fun. It makes like it fun not, to watch from a player perspective, yeah. But yeah. in a tournament scene where people are taking it too seriously, that's where it just isn't fun anymore to me, in my eyes. It's, it's just the it's just the unknown outcomes that can be so, and especially to watch. You're right, because seeing like player reactions and stuff is, is oh, that's good. that's lovely. Time. Like it's shard, <laughs> that is Schadenfreude of the video game. 
that one. Yeah. You know, I tune into someone to watch them suffer through the bullshit that I've just suffered through on ladder. You know, when someone th throws down a matter bomber and perfectly kills every single thing on your <laughs> side of the board, that's the sort of moment uh... that you 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 go into that on ladder. Like it's instantly relatable. That's what I like about uh, Hearthstone is it's really relatable. Yeah, these guys play at something of a higher level, but the bullshit that happens to them is the bullshit that happens to you as well. So watching a player stream is great. Then you watch a tournament, and they're like sitting there for two minutes thinking about their move, and you can see both the hands, so there's no surprises. And I'm just, I'm falling to sleep. I'm falling asleep at that point. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I commentated that for Blizzard once, and I hated commentating it, and I was bad at it anyway, so I can't imagine anyone would want me to do it again, but... I think for me, for Hearthstone tournaments, what makes or break whether or not I'm going to watch it is 100% the casters. Like, I can listen to, like, um, Frodan or Kriparian cast a, a full tournament because they're very entertaining to listen to. Yeah. But if the commentators aren't good, I, you're right. I think seeing both perspectives takes away that element of surprise it that does, makes yeah. it fun to watch. So without the good commentary, it's just kind of bleh. You know, you look at yeah. both hands, you know what should happen or what's going to happen, and then you wait till the next turn, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, there's a brilliant video. There's a channel called Disguised Toast. Which is a it's a it's a play on the the whole like, yeah. this guy's toast thing when you play the SI seven agent. He went to a tournament in a toast mask with a pair of uh, sunglasses. He won the whole fucking thing, but like, and he did this montage. He's on camera all the time, and he's doing expressive stuff. Like he pulls off this move and he does the John Cena you can't see me thing, and he's just this kind of toast mask. And Kriparian's making a bunch of jokes about it. It's the best fucking thing in the universe. That's great. Like if every tournament was like that, and there's also a tournament called Challenge Stone that Kriparian's been running, where he has a bunch of like rules about how you make your decks. That's actually fun because you've got to do mm -hmm. it. And then we did a an arena tournament. I thought that was fun because I won it. But you know, outside <laughs> of that. I'm sorry, I'm never going to let Trump live that down. I have one more tournament with the Trump. Uh, that's funny. I guess while we're on it, I, I don't know if any of you have... Uh, you talked about Challenge Stone, and when we first saw about this Tavern Brawl thing that Blizzard just added to Hearthstone, I immediately thought of that. Yeah. I have to say, though, after like the first... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I don't know what, mm. how you guys feel about it, but... like the Week first one was great. Really? I loved, I loved that. <laughs> if you got Ragnaros, you basically lost the game. I was I had an eighty percent win rate with Ragnaros. I don't know what I'm the fuck your you problem can't, is. I'm not saying okay, it's it's you're right, it's me. Uh, no, I, I it, no, it was. I mean, a lot of people were <laughs> complaining about Rag being underpowered compared to Nefarian. It, I don't even know that it's the challenges that have been presented, like the special game modes that have been presented. So if you don't know, they basically added a gameplay mode where there's like limitations. The first week there were two custom decks. One is Ragnaros, one is Nefarian. This past week they made it so that every time one of your minions died, you got a banana. So it sort of mixes up the game. Um, I think my biggest problem with it isn't that those can't be fun and interesting, because they are. It's that you play one match, you win your deck, and then that's... I, I wish there's more long-term incentive, I guess is what I want to say. Like, I wish there's reason more to, to play long enough to win more than one game. That's Hearthstone in a nutshell. Like, they, they have a long-term incentive problem. The, the second week of uh, Tavern Brawl, I actually liked a lot because I got to build some really fun decks. The problem mm. is you then go right into a face hunter and lose because people literally go into that mode to just stomp people and laugh at them. Right. Like, Fate, 
They did. It's they awful. did the Face Hunter and the Flame Walker Mage. Oh yeah, and Zulok. Those three decks like yeah. dominated that. Yeah, league. and you you face Zulok and fucking Tempo Mage all the time on ladder as well. So why the hell would you want to face them there? You know, I came up with uh, some pretty wacky decks and like had some really interesting ideas. And there's like, oh, Face Hunter, I lose automatically. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's. I think the mode's got a lot of potential, but like you said, like it doesn't fix the core problem that Hearthstone has right now, which is actually encouraging people to keep fucking playing it for a decent period of time. There's no, there's no incentive to ladder at all. I, it's tough for me too because I can't, like, I can't have the perspective as a free-to-play player for that game because I've put like five hundred dollars into yeah, it. Yeah, me so too. I don't know. I've heard that it's it's quite a difficult challenge though to constantly go up against people with all the legendaries and epics and you can build inexpensive decks that are good but if you want to be competitive there are only like a couple of options basically mm, you're looking at yeah. zulok and face hunter maybe mm. um but i don't know I, I you know i i play the game all the time i love it i want that i want blizzard to add a tournament mode in client i i would play the game so much more if i could just hop into a tournament with eight other people who click the same button you know i think that's that's a fantastic idea and they should do it honestly considering the amount of money that hearthstone is making blizzard the frankly lack of like updates that that game gets is pretty ridiculous i mean people have been asking for fucking more than nine deck slots for for what two years now and they still haven't done that yeah and... that's true we got no hero <laughs> portraits like that for you... 9.99 I think it should be easy. I don't know. 9.99 JPEG. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, kind oh of my god, it, it it is strange. Like I know Blizzard's working on a lot right now, but seriously, that that is a huge cash cow for them. You would expect them to do more with it. And I love Hearthstone to death. I do, but there is so much more that that game could have that it doesn't right now. So you know, there's 20 minutes of shitting on Blizzard. What else have we been playing this week? <laughs> Dodger, what have you been playing this week? What's been going on? Uh, started in on Heaven's Ward. Um, played Tokiden, and that was so disappointing when yeah. I just really, really wanted some Monster Hunter goodness. I was so look like I think what really upsets me about that whole thing, and I'll only touch on it for a second because we already talked about it. But like, I, I want them to realize that we would like a pc port of games like that but when the one that could really show everybody that we would like that sort of a thing is just a bomb <laughs> like that's yeah you know that sucks yeah, yeah i feel like a lot of people supported it just because it's the same reason why people have been supporting things like dynasty warriors and dynasty warriors port wasn't awful but they they cut the fucking multiplayer out of the game I mean, yeah. that's a pretty pretty big feature gone and people buy those games anyway because they're like, look, I just, I, it's almost the same reason why people bought Dark Souls. You know, you remember how bad Dark Souls was on launch? It was a disaster on launch. But people bought it anyway because they're like, we really want you to bring these games to PC more. <laughs> and to be fair, it worked because they brought Dark mm -hmm. Souls 2 to PC. They'll bring Dark Souls 3. They didn't bring Blood Warm, but we know that was a Sony exclusive. It's convincing Japanese studios to do proper ports is a very challenging thing. Yeah. Is it just that there's not enough? I, I mean, I can't imagine. I feel like there's their user base, that, uh, people that want to play these games, but they're just not bringing. I, they must not make enough money. That has like, if they made enough money, they would do it, right? Why wouldn't you? You think so? But a lot of it is a case of convincing them to start in the first place. The the thing about Koei Tecmo is yes, that they they did bring some stuff in over, but it ended up being a mess. But I think uh, Dynasty Warriors sold well anyway, even though, I mean, it, again, it's not the worst port. 
Like, it's probably the best one of the stuff they've done. But they shifted, like, 150,000 units of Extreme Legends, according to Steam Spy, which is a pretty good number, I think. <laughs> so they're probably encouraged to bring more stuff over. But then all the other stuff they did, like Dead or Alive, they fucking didn't have online multiplayer, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Dead or Alive did not. Wow. Yeah. Dynasty Warriors 8 at least ran at 60 frames per second, but it was like a port of the PS3 version, so it looked worse than the PS4 version for no good reason, and they still sold it for $50, which is a joke. And, you know, all the other stuff that they brought over as well. And the problem is that PC in Japan is not a popular platform, and a lot of these companies are very J Japan-centric. You know, there's, hun there's thousands of games that come out in Japan only and never make it over here. I mean, fucking hell, half the Sega Saturn games were Japanese and never made it over. I mean, not to mention there's a bunch of stuff like, uh, what was it? I think uh, j all those Jump Superstar games, which are like the fighting games involving all of the uh, Shonen Jump anime that you'd think would be, oh, really popular. I think the first one's coming out this year, and there's been like 10 really? of them. Yeah, it's actually, they're actually bringing it out in English for once. But it's like, Man. oh, yeah, you know, people would definitely not want the equivalent of Smash Brothers with a bunch of really well-known popular anime characters. No, yeah. the West doesn't no. want that. What? That, would, that wouldn't work. <laughs> what? I, I know the game's not like Smash, but, like, seriously, even I'd be interested in that. I think uh, they showed the recent trailers, like, you could, uh, Kenshin is a character. I'm like, wow, Kenshin's a character. There's an oh, anime I actually watched. Kenshin, yeah. You know? But... Throwback. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know why why it is that you know, Japan's like that. But you were mentioning Monster Hunter on PC. There is that one game, Monster Hunter Frontier, that is not translated into English. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing. people, Because people tell me, I, I talk about this all the time, how I want to play a lot of these uh, Eastern games. There's a lot of MMOs, again, because I'm crazy and I play these things. There's a lot of M Eastern MMOs that I want to try. They're like, oh, you just have to download this patch and use a VPN. I'm like, I'm not fucking, no. I'm not going to do that, that stuff. Like, no. And well, then like, it's gonna break you were talking about lag earlier. Out. You want lag? Run a fucking VPN to play exactly. an Asian MMO. Exactly. That's how you get yeah. it. Look, I just want to play Dragon's Dogma Online and Monster Hunter Online. I want to play Dragon's Dogma Online too. Make it happen, please. Like, so badly. Yeah. Oh, my dreams. <laughs> and the, the, um, yeah, what's the, what's the Dragon Quest MMO? Uh, Dragon Quest? Dragon Quest Online? But <laughs> sure. Uh, I actually don't know, but I think Dragon Quest X. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I want that. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, Dragon Quest didn't yeah, sell at all well in the uh, in the U.S. Oh wait. Yeah. Why would they give that to did. us? Oh dear. Hurts. Hurts mm. my little heart. Oh yeah. Uh, totally. I mean, I, I play Monster Hunter Frontier absolutely, but no. I just want like literally. I, I don't know why. I couldn't explain to you why. I just, I want a Monster Hunter game that I can play on a bigger screen. That was my big, like my, literally my biggest oh, issue with little, having little it thing. on oh, the yeah. 3DS. Yeah, is I'm like, there's so much shit going on in Monster Hunter. I don't want it on a tiny 3DS screen. Like having it on Wii U was so satisfying. I got to decide where I wanted all my shit. If I wanted it on the main screen or on the game pad, I got to really like, see what was going on because i it was big <laughs> just uh like trying to switch to 3ds plenty of people made the switch totally fine i did not i found that game so unsatisfying because it was just so tiny i couldn't yeah. uh yeah i had a similar problem with it 
I enjoyed it much, much more on Wii U. You know, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate was... It was a good experience, you know, especially with the gamepad. You gotta admit, like, a lot of lot of inventory space and things on the gamepad, great. But on 3DS, and with that little fucking nub to make the camera work... <laughs> like, I got an entirely new 3DS just to try Monster Hunter 4, and that, that nub is just... It's really uncomfortable. Why? I mean, why could we not just have a second stick? Is it that hard? You'd have figured it out. Yeah. I don't know. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd be much happier if Monster Hunt was still on the Vita. It was actually pretty good on the PSP. It was all right. Yeah. Blech. What else have you been playing this week? Uh, I played a game called Mana Collect that okay. uh, at, at first glance looks like a bullshit anime game. And at closer glance is mostly a bullshit anime game. Okay. But it's uh, it's a it's a Minesweeper battle game. So you are like a witch or whatever. You're trying to collect mana, but the you're finding mana wells on a grid, uh, and you have to you have to walk around minesweeper style and and figure out like like where the mana port is and right. where where you can suck mana out of. But you have to look at the numbers and figure out where. It took me a while to figure out what was going on. I it kept being like you missed the mana, and I was like why? And then I it slowly like. <laughs> started to come back to me how to play minesweeper um they have like a full tutorial so it like takes you through it and everything but yeah you basically like collect mana you're trying to clear the board of all of the mana but you're also trying to use the mana that you've collected to attack the other wizard or witch that's on the board with you um yeah it's like it's pretty fun i tried i tried originally to play it on the stream and I was so frustrated trying to figure it out because it it is like the way that it explains things is a little bit off. <laughs> it does it's not super clear, but um, it winds up being pretty fun. Like if if you wanted to just like kill a little bit of time, if you're super into Minesweeper and you want Minesweeper to be a bullshit anime game, check out Mana Collect. Speaking of bullshit uh, anime games, have you had a chance to play the new version of Schoolgirl Ma Young or whatever it is? I haven't! I need to! Wait, yeah. They yeah, came out with another it. one! Yeah, does it have a tutorial finally? I, Do you know? How the hell should I know? I didn't buy it! <laughs> I don't know. You, This is I, you. I you thought, gotta do this. I thought maybe... Mahyong Pretty Girls it? Battle. I don't know. Schoolgirls uh, Edition. I tried just Googling oh schoolgirls. I didn't come out with what there we're talking is. about. I don't <laughs> uh, no, I imagine it did not. Pretty Girls Battle, Schoolgirl Edition. Oh, it's got mixed reviews. Uh-oh. The translation is garbage, the UI is full of annoying redundancies, the art is mediocre, and the voice acting is lackluster at best. Uh, and you also know- you need to know how to play Richie Ma Young before actually playing it. It still doesn't yeah. have a tutorial. Beginners will have trouble, rulebook is poorly translated and unhelpful. <laughs> God damn it! How hard can it be to have Dang a tutorial it. for fucking Ma Young? Uh, oh, this man. review tells me what I need to know. No nudity. Don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck your game's about now if I'm don't playing buy. against these girls and they don't get naked afterwards. That's stupid. Where's the reward? You need incentives in your games. He needs to yeah, he's right. waiting for Honey Pop too. No doubt about that. Look, Honey Pop guys, call me. I know you, you want to make one with dudes. Call me. <laughs> I'll be Jesse. I'll be your Jesse. The, well they the they actually are, aren't they? Like they're working on yeah, the next one with Yeah, they've got call guys me. and girls I'll in that do one. It. Yeah. I'll do the grunting and everything. Like, ugh, I'll make it dirty. 
<laughs> fucking dirty. I don't think they did. They have <laughs> moaning what, be in Honey what? Pop. I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, I, I don't think we got that far. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't. I'm trying to remember if they have moaning in Honey Pop. Yes, when you win, uh, and you bang the girl, bang the girls, and you have to play the final game. Every time oh, you get a match, you know more, what? They go Most like, of the time, Aah! I play that game without the sound on. <laughs> oh my god! So it's to me, to, you were missing to me, the it point. was just. They kept getting like more and more blushy, and then eventually I saw nipples. That's what I remember. Oh no, no, <laughs> it, it was great because it was moans, but they the game chained them together, so it was like, oh, 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 oh. That's great. <laughs> it was so fucking good. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get this girl. Yes, oh, I no. will do that for you, Honey Pop people. Call me, everyone. Campaign to the Honey Pop people. I want to be the whore character. <laughs> It'd be pretty good. I would promote the shit out of that game. Yeah. Like, bang me. Yeah. Bang me. Yep. Can I be the fairy this time? Except instead of being like a super sexual fairy, I'll be a fairy who's super ambivalent and doesn't actually care <laughs> if you bang anybody. I mean, I guess it could if you wanted to. I mean, like, whatever. You could just stay home and play video games. Look, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Wasn't there a it's literal like, uh... character in Honey Pop that was like, I'd rather be home playing video games as yes. well? Yes. yes. Yeah, that girl existed. Eventually, oh, they you covered bang a every girl. trope. Yeah. Every yeah. trope there's, was covered. There's a cat girl. There's like a goddess who shows up and is like, You've banged all of these ladies. You must be good at what you do. You <laughs> want to touch all of them? It is. <laughs> it's a lot going on. And then, of course, there's a wonderful girl that mocks someone for having an abortion. That was uh, that was nice. She was a there's, really lovely there's person. Some, yeah, there's some awful. Then you can bang a mom and daughter. True. <laughs> God. Mm. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love that game. That is a legit fun game. It, it actually is like a really fun it game. It is. It's super fun. <laughs> it has everything you need. It even rewards you for for sitting through all that awful match three shit. Anything this else? wasn't a Yandere. That was kind of upsetting. Uh, I played her story. Uh, okay, I was actually talking to Dodger, but okay. <laughs> let's swap. Let's swap. Right. First story. Her yeah, story. I want to yes. know about this game because it looks really good. It's an FMV okay. game, right? Yes. So her story is a game where you play as a person. And it doesn't tell you who you are, but you have access to police files. And I guess that's part of the story of finding yeah. out who. We have access to police criminal like interview tapes. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you can use keywords to go back in and search for various uh, uh, video clips of this woman giving her testimony to police. And it's over a uh, 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 like two months period of time. And you can see how she changes and how her story changes and how shit gets real. I'm not going to spoil anything. Shit gets really fucking complicated and crazy. And so you, the more you learn, the more you're actually like writing down on a piece of paper, like, Oh, I heard this name and I heard her say this and something else. This happened. She mentioned this. And so then you're typing in that keyword and you're trying to solve the mystery of what this girl, if she killed her husband or not, right? And so it's a very cool concept. Um, at its core, I mean, there's not much to it. It's kind of like a game where you're just going through and solving a mystery. Yeah, and it's an just investigation using video sort clips. of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the crazy thing is, is, every time you unlock new clips, or you like, oh, what if I combine this word with this word? You find something new to the point where you end up, and there was a really great clip that we discovered when we were playing, like, the girl is like, oh, man, I just, oh, I can't. And she puts her head down and then starts tapping on the table. And we were like, is that fucking Morse code? 
So we looked up Morse code, and then we looked up tap code, and we took like an hour to look this stuff up, and we were like, oh my god, like, the levels in this game are crazy, of like, the hidden things that are in the game, then there's, like, in one clip, she has a tattoo, and then two, two days later, the tattoo's gone, right? And then she's playing music, like, she's playing music for the cops, and it's like, why the fuck would she be doing this? And so you have to, like, search, like, through it and put it together. It's crazy. Like, it's a really creative, crazy game that is kind of creepy. Like, it's uh, the story that she tells, the more you learn about her, you're like, this is some fucked up shit. I don't want to spoil anything So what, at all. I what's, simply like, the say, game part of it? it. Like well, what? I mean, that, that the game part of it is your your, and this is it's more like a like a, I want to say visual novel kind of a story. It's more like a walking it's, similar kind of thing without the walking. Well, I mean, it's not like um, it's a mixture of kind of an FMV game with old style interactive fiction. You know, as interactive mm. fiction was often all about like the the text engine was like. Uh, type in what you think will actually allow you to progress the story. So it's kind of like that, my understanding of it is. I mean, the the aim of it really is to kind of unlock everything in the game. Yeah. Yes. You're, but you're then trying to unlock the story. If yeah. there's like and, a box where you could type in the answer to the mystery, and as soon as you got it right, like game over? Or is it more like you're no, clicking no, through no, no. Like, different... Like, the, the way you do it is you can, at the bottom, you can sort out a timeline of the video. So you can have sort of a record of, of your story at the bottom. Right. Mm -hmm. And there is a proper answer, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's nothing like what you think it's going to be. And so, um, but what you can do in order to sort things is you can then put your own tags in. So if she says, like, for example, she says Hannah and you type in Hannah, it might say there are 18 videos, but of those 18 videos, you're only allowed access to five at a time. So you now need to figure out how to unlock the other ones that aren't there. So you have to like, all right, well, I'm going to tag this first video, Hannah, diary, E, right. like like you go through the whole list and then you're like all right so that's this and then you can like sort it and move it and so the whole point is like you're trying to solve this murder case but it's a case that is possibly already solved like you don't know it's it's very interesting like you, you, cool. you don't know who your character is kind of like you see glimpses in the reflection of the computer of a person and so it's it's really interesting and mm -hmm. there's a lot of theories about who the person actually watching it is are you a cop are you related to her somehow like it's it's a mystery that is a mystery for the sake of being a mystery. Like it's really creative. It's it's five bucks. It's definitely worth it. If you mm. want to have like a weird night of like I'm gonna watch a crazy mystery unravel in front of me, I, I get it. It was a lot of fun. It that's the game that Dodger when she tweeted me freaking out. I was like, oh shit! Like she could hear me in her office because it was so. It cool. was literally Jesse and Jared just like screaming shit, and I was like, <laughs> what the is happening in there because <laughs> when you figure stuff out because it is all about the investigation so we had a notepad and we're writing down like as she's talking we're writing down keywords she's saying we're like oh what concept did she just bring up okay cool and so when we typed it in shit actually popped up we were like what and then you watch the video and it'd be so mind-blowing the new thing you just got you're like that changes everything we think about so it was it's a solid game it's something mm. you should definitely pick up and play well, it's cheap as chips. It's also on mobile devices as well. So if you happen to be, you know, someone that just oh. wants to do it on the go, you can. It seems like the kind of game that would be fun to play with uh, more than one person. Like, you know, where yes. you all kind of get around and try and figure it out. You uh, I think on my own, I'd just get horribly frustrated, without a doubt. Yeah, if you have someone to, to bounce ideas off of, it worked great. Jared and I were playing, and we were just like back and forth and back and forth. And there was things that he picked up on and things that I picked up on. And then when you're like, oh shit, is she doing a code? He would look up like the the actual like dashes and dots 
and I'd be like going back through and listening to all the cool things she's saying. It's cool. The concept of the mm. game is is it's a really cool concept game. Like the creation of this thing, I hope will spark more like wild games like this. That uh, Who, who's the developer? I wonder what else they've worked on. It's an interesting um, idea. The guy worked on oh what the hell Silent Hill something one of the Silent Hill games mm. and uh, like it's weird like I don't it's it's I don't want to say it's a horror game but it's kind of like an unnerving game like the the story the premise everything that's happening in it is very unnerving like you don't feel comfortable playing it it's weird. <laughs> sounds interesting. I think it's it sounds like one of those things. Uh, I, I really like these types of games that sort of uh, go as far as to say, but like push the medium. You know, make it, it like you say. It's it's more of an it's like an interactive story. You're solving a mystery. You know. Yeah. And you do that those things in other games, but this this I, I like I like the premise here. It sounds interesting. Well, I like as much as we make fun of um, games with FMV in them. I think that there's a way to use that where it's really compelling. So it's cool yep. to hear that somebody made one that's really compelling utilizing that. And I think the thing that sells it is that because you're only getting clips in like maybe the longest one's two minutes long, but because the clips all have timestamps and she's dressed differently in every clip and you have to piece together like what day happened when, um, the things you uncover from it, like I was saying, in one, one day she has a tattoo and the next day it's gone. And it's like, what the shit? Like, it's one of those things that once you see that moment, it unlocks an entire new level of the mystery. And you're like, why is that? So then you type in tattoo and it brings up like all these different things. And so you're slowly unraveling this, this murder mystery and you're the one doing the investigation. And I think it's really like the concept's really, really cool. Even if it doesn't have like a defined end game, when you solve it, you solve it. Like mm. there's a point where you realize like, I gotcha. I know what mm. the, the actual story is here. I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. So my my hat's off for a cheap game. It's a lot that's a lot of content. It's really cool. Can I say on a different note? Um somehow the creators of Candy Crush have managed to make that oh, game Jesus. even more of the game of Satan than it already <laughs> was. It's actually shocked me i was really bored and i was like you know what i haven't played candy crush in a while even though they're satan I'm gonna i'm gonna play that again so you know how on on the candy crush maps uh you you play like like small sections of levels a lot of a lot of mobile games are set up that way where you're like oh i'm on this section and then you finish that section and you you know move on to the next section of the map and it goes on forever so now the way that it used to work is uh, when you needed to get to the next section, it would be like, okay, you can do three quests and you can only do one quest a day or you can ask your friends for help and then like you have to contact your friends on Facebook and it was always like a bunch of bullshit. So you, I would typically just take the three days and do the three quests and then you Oh my on. God, I know exactly what you're talking about. So now... You can't do the quests anymore. No, no, no. You get to the mm. end of a section and it's like, do you want to ask a friend for help or do you want to pay in-game currency to move on? They are making you pay money to go on to the next section of fucking Candy Crush. Jeez. 
Satan. Yep. That game is is made by Satan for Satan, <laughs> and it's awful. I like opened that game and I was playing it. And I was like, Sam, you are not going to believe this shit. And he was like, Really? You, that's surprising you, really? <laughs> I was like, What the fuck? Like, mm -mm. Satan. All up. While in we're there. talking mobile games, I uh -huh. am totally fed up, one hundred percent, with Fallout Shelter. Oh, I you are as well. Anymore. I yeah. can't play that game anymore. I'm so fucking bored of it. I'm like, I can't. There is I wanted nothing to love to do. this game. There is nothing. I wanted to, do. to love it. There's nothing to do in that game. It's so yeah, boring. I check in like once or twice a day and pick up resources and then close it. There's nothing for me to do other than yeah. that. I how many how many uh, dwellers do you get up to? Um, I think I have eighty. I I got the forty before I was done. I yeah, I'm at like seventy five. I think. The first case I got, I got a level 44 guy wow. who it, like came with badass equipment. I don't know. He came with like badass equipment. And like, and I was like, great. So I sent him out to do everything. So that because I have a guy wandering the wilderness, bringing me back all sorts of awesome shit. Literally, I'm, a ch I'm like, I, I have no, I'm like breezing through this game. Hmm. Like, this is, I, I have to I set like my I own objectives to even be interested in it at this point. I, right now, the, what I'm doing is I have my main guy that goes out, and he's like level 35 or whatever. And he has uh, like X1 power armor and a rusty minigun, which is, you know, a, I don't know if it's one of the best weapons in the game because that game actually has a lot of fucking items in it. Like, it I was does, surprised yeah. when I, I went to items. I'm like, I have unlocked maybe one-tenth of the number of items this game actually has. But a lot of them are shit. I, got, I opened a... Opened a lunchbox today from completing an objective, and I got like Wild Bill's sidearm, which is a reference to Fallout. It does one to six damage. It's a piece of shit. Like it's a legendary gun. It's worse than a fucking uh, lever action rifle. So I don't know what the hell's going on with that. I guess you're just supposed to sell it or keep it for completion's sake. But I thought, right, I'm going to take my main guy and I'm going to train all of his special stats to ten. So that he can, you know, put him in the power armor, give him the best weapon I've got, give him 25 radaways, 25 stims, send him out in the wilderness, try and get the best items I can. And, like, that's kind of just the objective at the moment because my, mm -hmm. my place is just ticking over just fine. And I know for a fact that when I level up, when I actually get access to the new buildings, they're just improved versions of what I already have. I just got yep, a nuclear yeah. power plant. Does it do anything different to a regular power plant? No, it fucking doesn't. Is there an increased risk of, like, radiation or some shit? No. It just is a better power plant, and that's yeah. all there is to it. And the raid, you know, raiders are a joke. They don't do fucking shit. Oh, like, yeah, especially once you have guns on literally everybody. Yeah, which is easy enough to do. Yeah, the, which uh, doesn't take very long. No. It's like they just run in and get annihilated, and then you're like, all yeah, right, cool. because they only ever send three. They, they, beat, they beat through the vault door. They run right into my uh, canteen which is like the first place, and they get gunned down by my guys that have like two plasma rifles, two armor-piercing sniper rifles, and a bunch of shotguns. So they last about three seconds. Yeah. So it's pointless. And like, there's no escalation. There's, the end game objective just seems to be play it until you can't play it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and don't, don't get me started with how difficult it is to remove rooms as well, because you've got to remove them, empty the room and remove them from the side. You can't remove a room that's in the middle of the fucking place. So I've got a bunch of useless yeah. rooms. You know, so that's, it's a, it's a cute gimmick, like, but unless they add a major amount to that game, that game sucks. It's not a good game. And people were enamored by it because it had a Fallout theme, you know, and it had yep. a fair business model. And it does. But as a game, as a management game, it's a cow clicker. Bored. It's a Brahmin clicker bored. is what it is. Yep. Yeah.
bollocks. It's it's not you know it's it's not good. Uh, you know, I, it's something that I I'll, again I'll do the same thing as you, Dodge. I'll just I'll log in a couple of times a day, press the buttons, and then leave. Make sure uh, my dude in the wasteland is still alive. And then... Yeah, exactly. Is my dude? <laughs> it's like oh, it's a free mobile game. Stop whining. At last I checked, they had a fucking business model, and they made a lot of fucking money from it. Like it being mm -hmm. free does not make it immune from criticism. That's bullshit. Otherwise, we wouldn't yeah. be able to fucking criticize Candy Crush. You know, that's a free game as well. Lots of games yep. are free. Welcome to the free-to-play world. We've had this for years, and lots of those games definitely are worthy of criticism. Yeah, it seems it seems kind of strange because something like this almost just feels like, well, it is. It's a promotional tool for Fall, for Fallout well, 4. It so, is, yeah. so it is a bit surprising that they even have a... You know, given what you guys are talking about, how there's little to do, it's surprising that they have, uh, they're trying to monetize on top of that. Well, they're making a shitload just, of money from it. I mean, to be yeah, fair, I mean, opening up lunchboxes is like the only fun thing in that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you, again, there are all sorts of different items. So yeah, like, there's shitloads of items. And that, you know, when I open up a thing and get like a fucking power arm, it's like, wow, it's amazing. Oh, I remember that from Fallout 2. Like, it plays on your nostalgia. The weird thing is, like, is it really a promotional game? I mean, it, uh, technically, I suppose it is, but, like, who is it promoting to? Like, it's not promoting to iOS gamers, because they're not going to be able to play Fallout 4. You know, the people that got Fallout Shelter are the same people that were going to buy Fallout 4 anyway. So, you so know, it's, it's made money. It, you yeah. know, it's done well. They've made money from it, but... It's almost surprising it's not... that they, uh, they released it so soon after announcing Fallout 4. I feel like this is something you release um, a month or two months from now, just to get the... Fallout 4 back in headlines. Just well, I wonder people. if they've got any updates, plans for it. Like, because yeah. honestly, uh, games like that die very fast on iOS unless you keep updating them. That game's been out, what? I mean, it's been out since E3, and they haven't done a single update to it yet. It still crashes on a lot of people's systems. It still doesn't run that well. It's got long loading times. And honestly, I, I wonder what they're going to do with it. If they start to add, like, proper endgame content and things like that, great cool but as it stands it literally is a collect the funny thing that you remember from fallout simulator yeah so that's what it is but whatever yeah as i said it's free can't complain it's just yeah, it's i don't just know what a creative hype tool that's all just keep yeah. everyone excited i'm trying to think though like what what could they do to that game to make it more interesting i it's, don't know it's hard i don't think it's possible yeah, it's because they've kind of they've kind of written themselves into a corner with it uh, because the mechanics are as basic as they are. So, yeah. I mean, what you're right. What could they do? You know, there's no point in like having, oh, you can build defenses. Well, what's the point? Because the, the enemies don't fucking do anything. And like, yeah. it's so, so very easy to equip all of your dwellers with weapons. As long as you have a guy running the wastelands who doesn't die instantly. Like, yeah, I come back with like 30 weapons. 30 guns. <laughs> like, like cool. I have to keep upgrading my storage because I have so much shit and I'm selling... I'm selling anything that does less than six damage. You know? yeah. So all the pistols get sold, all of the BB guns get sold, all that shit. Um, it's you know, it, it's kind of it's like Tiny Tower. You know, it's it's like a, a Tiny Tower game. It it's barely a game yeah. because there's not a lot of decision making to be made in it. You know, mm. all the management elements are so basic. Like, oh, I'm not making enough food. Well, build more canteens then. Yeah. Now I'm making more food. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Great. Yeah, invading other vaults, you know, expanding the wilderness thing so that it's not oh, just a sender guy out. Invading other vaults, that would be fun. That would be like a total, that would turn it into a, a PvP. Game. Yeah, yeah, sort of PvP mm. thing, that might work. But, I mean, the, the, and there's really like nothing stopping you from eventually training all your dwellers up to 10 in every stat, assuming you want to spend long enough doing it, which yeah. I don't. 
Uh, well, it's it's cute. Whatever. It's a cute little time waster. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, what else? Uh, what else have we been playing this week? I'm trying to think. Um... Yeah, besides Hearthstone and occasionally uh, Heroes... I guess we could talk about Heroes of the Storm. We had a new patch. Yeah. Actually, let's Jesse take a break before we do that, because uh, we're All actually right. at 5 o'clock right now, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a bit about Heroes of the Storm and things like that. So you're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere, please. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. All right, let's get back to it. So Heroes of the Storm. There was a new trailer that just came out, actually. Uh, uh, the yeah, Butcher. Yep, there's new, a new uh, patch today, yeah. Is, is the Butcher in now? Is that a thing? He is. Yep. So is the Eternal Conflict. So you can play the new map. And uh, it's great. The new map has a thing in it now where a treasure goblin will show up and Decker Kane will be like, kill the goblin. And if you kill it, you get 100 gold, which is pretty great. And Decker's like, oh, you got that son of a bitch. And um, <laughs> somehow I, I played uh, the Butcher this morning. I think he's. I think he's a very squishy really cool assassin um i like his abilities i like that he can chain you to the ground so you like have to run around a, a pole you're like chained to a pole or he can do the ability he does from diablo 3 where like fire shoots out from a grate but it's it's there's a slow to it so like or, or like a, it's timed so it takes a little bit to actually activate um it's cool i think a lot of the things they did i, I love the new map i think the new map the heaven and hell map where like half the map's taken over it's basically, it looks like it's from Diablo 3. Like, half the map's looks taken over really by demons. Good. Like, looking at it in the trailer, it's like that. They put some serious work into the art on that. It's, it's effing cool. They did, it's, it's really impressive. Um, I like how you're fighting either a demon or an angel, depending on what side you're on. And, it, and whoever wins joins you in the fight. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the butcher's uh, counters are. Because I played two games today. I played one as the butcher, and I, there was a, a Nova on the other team, and one of the Butcher's abilities is he runs into combat like he has a charge. And I noticed every time I ran in, the Nova would be there like, pew, pew, and I'm like, son of a bitch. So I had to, like, back off. So the next game I played, I played as Nova and went, like, 28-0 and just destroyed the Butcher. So I'm almost convinced it might be a hard counter. I don't know. I'll have to play more. But it's interesting to see that uh, they didn't make the Butcher tanky. They made him really high damage. Like, he collects blood, and the more blood he gets, the more damage he does. And so you can get an ability that lets you, even if you die, you get to keep some of it. So eventually become like freaking super strong. But it is something that he's pretty squishy. He's, mm. You would assume he's a tank character because he's this big brute guy. Totally not. So yeah. well, based on the mechanic, it sounds like something where, you know, he, he snowballs hard as he gets stronger over time. So if your team yes. can protect you, then you can sort of carry. Very um, much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing that I think I love the most, and this says a lot about me as a nerd, they redid the Heroes of the Storm theme because the whole next few months is all uh, Diablo, right? Yeah, because they're it's releasing the Monk, theme. aren't they? Because I saw the Monk in yep. that trailer. He looked really awesome. And they're releasing skins, ones to make Diablo into an angel, ones to make uh, Vala. No, not Vala. Is it Vala? One of the characters is going to become a uh, the Amazon. Like, they're releasing all these cool things to make it Diablo theme for the next few months. And they're releasing new, like, more maps and things. Um, they changed the Heroes of the Storm theme to be played with the instruments they played the Tristam theme with from Diablo. Mm. Oh, so the, it's the all, like, that guitar, guitar and, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you nailed it. You guys nailed it. That's the first thing I noticed. It was like, 
I love you. I guess Nova's going to be the Amazon. So it, I, I'm really excited. I think it's great. I think I like what they're doing with the actual game. It's fun to play. It's a fun, you know. I still think I still think some of the mechanics are shit. Like when you get disconnected, fix that. You sons of bitches. That that yeah. That I don't is think they're ever going to fix that because that that really is the system from uh, from StarCraft Two, and of yeah. course it's completely unsuitable for a for a Dota style game. It was good for StarCraft, yes. you know, but that's a one v one game. It's not even close. But uh, the more I play now that time has passed since launch, the more even it is, the more everyone's sort of where they need to be. You're not getting placed with people who are complete new, like new players now. So everything's sort of just smooth as can be. Um, I'm interested to see what they do in order to improve, you know, the team mode and the hero mode as time goes on, because those still need a little bit of work. But mm. if you just want to jump into a quick match and, and dick around, it's pretty great. It works. It works fine. It's I'm I've zero stress anymore. I'm like, be good. Salt levels minimum. Just have I don't fun. believe yeah. you at all, <laughs> yeah. dude. I no I, salt, I, man. I no salt. It's it's really because I'm with people that I can beat. So I've like been winning a lot lately, and I feel really good about it. Feel really good about it. Not even gonna lie. So when you win, turns out you have zero salt. Yeah, I, it you know I've, to be I've, that way. Yes. Said a time and time again, it's definitely one of those games that's so fun to play. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think you have an opposite stance on this, Jesse. But I just don't feel like it's the tournaments, at least that I've watched, ex with the exception of the ESPN tournament. I know there's a lot of things they could have done better, but I thought um, that was a lot of fun to watch. But in general, like I'll watch a couple of Twitch streamers because they're entertaining. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's that fun to watch. That's that's all I'm saying. And that's someone who makes that's I would say. coming from someone who who makes YouTube content that hopefully people will watch, you know. But I just I don't know. It's a it's it, a blast it, to think, play though. I like the game. <laughs> I think it depends on who's playing and what strategies they're using and and cuz a lot of the times and this will only change as they put more characters into the game, but at the start there's only so many characters and so many counters. So if I pick Illidan, you can only pick one or two other people to play against that. Or if I ban this, like there's not enough characters for it to be like crazy to watch. So I think that's like a big um, problem they have right now. Just, you know, it's, it's a new game. So there's, it, you can only be so many people. And mm -hmm. so a lot of the time you're watching the same people over and over and over again. And some characters like Illidan, although I think he was just nerfed hardcore, were like super overpowered. And so everyone would play them. Um... But then there's games, and I'll hype this game up to the day I die, where myself and Sohinky and Lasercorn and Sinvicta and Michelle Morrow on Team Low Expectations uh, played against a bunch of Twitch guys, and they were very, very good, and they had a solid strat, but our strat was we're going to go Murky, and we're going to go um, Abathur, and we're going to backdoor the shit out of them. And so while they were better like all around, our strategy was so good that in the end we won because hmm. we just... Like, it was a, such a close game, but we ended up winning because of the strategy we used. And I think that the more you play the game, the more you realize, like, it's exactly what I thought it was at the beginning. If you have five competent players that can play together as a team, you can overcome anything anyone else throws at you. A single good player cannot make a difference in that game. Yeah. Like, one single good player can't turn the tide. If you can have two players who are very, very good, possibly. But... It's good to have a one good player that to lead the team and tell them what to fucking yes. do, though. That's, yeah. that's I but think, it, the, the biggest issue, is knowing where to be at what time. 
and having someone yeah. that has that kind of level of game awareness can really make a difference. Yeah, it's, it's about everyone sort of, you have to know the maps, you have to know what to do on the maps. It's about the objectives as much as it is about taking towers and, and keeps and stuff. It's There's a lot to it that I think a lot of people don't necessarily see right away. And I think that's part. That's the part I like the most is like, it's, it's the strategy of learning to play together with four other people and realizing that you have to and that you can't go by yourself. The minute you go off on your own, you've fucked everyone. So I feel like, it, you know, there's a lot to it. And it's it's also very easy. It's mm. very easy to play and pick up and learn. And I think that works well for me, too, because you don't have to worry about, like, what's the items I need to buy and what's this and this? I yeah, I like, I like might... the talent system a lot. I, I think removing the complexity of an item shop makes it easier to hop into. It's kind of funny, though, as the, this is supposed to be a game, like you mentioned, that's that's easier or more casual, easier to get into. But, like, it's also harder in the sense that if you're not doing the objectives on the map, you are just, like, you're losing the game for your team, basically. That's why uh, pubbing yeah. in that game is just not even an option for me. It's too frustrating. It's bad enough when I play, like, a first-person shooter <coughs> and it's very objective voice. I've been playing a lot of Dirty Bomb, like, past few weeks. And that, that game is really fun, in my opinion. But... I, the, I've started to hate people that, like, we started to colloquial... My God, that word. Colloquial... <laughs> fuck! That's really colloquially? hard. Yes, colloquially? That, co colloqu colloquially? Col there colloquially? There you go. Collo colloquially? Colloquially f refer to as TDMers. And we do that as kind of a derogatory term because kind of people that play team deathmatch, they're all about mm -hmm. just kill, uh, kill death ratio. Kill death ratio is completely fucking irrelevant in Dirty Bomb because it's all about the objectives. You play attack defense. Attackers usually have to do several objectives. It's usually like blow up this, then take this to here, then blow up this, then take this to here sort of thing or escort this to here. And if you're not playing those objectives, usually that means if you're playing a fucking sniper, then you are utterly pointless. You might as well not even be on the team. We had mm. a, a game where we were on the max size, which was 8v8, and four players were fucking snipers. And we weren't, we weren't even close to opening the first door. And we actually failed before the first objective. The time ran out because no one was playing the fucking objective. And that's, that's how Heroes feels. And it's unbelievably frustrating. So if you're not playing with a group of people you know, I don't even touch that game unless I'm on with at least one person I know. Here's the crazy thing. The more you play, the more you realize when objectives are important and when they're not. Mm. A really great mm. example is the mines on a, uh, is, is a pretty simple one because it's only two lanes. Yeah. The first, the first going into the mines phase, you don't necessarily need to push that or do that. It's actually, you can push a tower and because the, the monstrosity is so weak that first time, you push a tower, take one of their keeps or whatever, one of their bases. It's and probably then better than, than trying to contest the monstrosity in the first place. Because you can just yeah. beat the like shit out of the monstrosity before it does any real damage. But like later on in the game, it becomes really important. Oh, yeah. yeah like so you need to a, learn, level like, 20 plus, if you don't do the mines, you just lose the game, basically. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where at the beginning, when you first start playing, you're like, oh, I have to do the objectives, I have to do this, this, and this. And later you learn as time goes on, there's a place and time to do certain things. And it's, I think it's kind of interesting that the way the game has evolved from just being like, oh yeah, I need to get this guy every single time to let them have it. We have a different strategy we're going to do. And if we can push this, then we'll be fine. And it, again, I think you're right. It comes down it's to having a good leader. It's the same with the mercs leader. as well. You know, I think when we first started playing the game, it was like, everyone's like, gotta get the mercs every time. <laughs> like, as soon as they're up, get the mercs, get the mercs. Yep. Not true. 
Like, a lot mm. of the time, if you can test the mercs at the wrong time, the mercs are a waste of your fucking time, and you've probably lost experience because you haven't had the lane. You might have had your lane pushed. And, it, you know, in many cases, like, in other games in that genre, having your lane pushed is not necessarily a bad thing because your tower's really powerful. You can farm kills from behind the tower safely. In Heroes, towers have fucking ammo, you know? So mm -hmm. if you get sustained pushed, you're in trouble. You're going to lose your tower. Yep, there's a... And uh, the new map's cool because they have some of the new mercenaries on the new map are um, the like they have little like abilities. shaman dudes. Oh, they keep yeah, resurrecting the little, the little hellhound things. Yeah. So they resurrect hellhounds, and then you can get like uh, all the little monsters from Diablo to come help you. It's pretty cool. I I think the new map is really really fun. Um, I I definitely don't say that about a lot of the new maps. I think some of the ma maps that they've made have been shit, but this one I enjoy immensely. So. Yeah, I would. It's free. I'd go check it out. I think right now, if you actually intend to spend money, they have like for thirty nine bucks, you get like half the characters, mm. and then two mounts that's or some. That's not awful. I mean, it's still pretty. Yeah, pricey, especially for Blizzard awful. when it's like nine Ten bucks, bucks a character. character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the best deal you're gonna get. It's like this epic storm bundle or whatever it's called. That's pretty much the best deal you're gonna get at the moment. Mm. So I'd jump in on that if I were you and wanted to actually spend money, but. I don't know, man. It's I'm having a lot of fun, but I think it's because one of those games that it's so simple that I understand it. Like it's so simple, I get it. So I've still only played one game of Heroes, and that was in the beta. <laughs> Did it just uh, just didn't click with you? I mean, you're not a big player of Dota style games, are you? Honestly. No, I'm not. Which and and friends of mine who are also not super big into MOBAs have said that it can be really fun for somebody who's really not a fan of that genre because it is more team-based and things. But I, I honestly haven't given it enough of a shot. And at this point, I have that that weird mental feeling of like everybody else has played it for so long, especially the people that I know. Everybody's played it for so long that like I would be that weird hindrance friend who's just like, I've never played this game before. I can't wait to play it <laughs> with you guys. Thanks for I, playing with me. <laughs> I think, honestly, a person like that, as long as they're with somebody that does know the game and can follow instructions, will actually do just fine. Like, yeah. uh, do you know how to use your abilities? Yes. Do you know how to not consistently die over and over again? Yes. Then you're probably okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Even the easy characters in this game, and I think this is the one thing it has going for it. The easy characters that are marked easy are legitimately super easy to learn how to play. Like Vala and uh, uh, Jimmy Jim Rainer. Oh, are like <laughs> Rainer has two fucking buttons you press. Basically, it's yeah. super easy, <laughs> and you learn basically like don't be a dummy and stay in combat too long. When to go out, when to move in, and it, it sure it'll take you like every game a few times of of getting your butt handed to you, but eventually you'll be like, this really it it really isn't that hard. Like it's one of those things like if you want to play it super high level, of course you need to be like oh my five man team knows every place to be at the exact same time and where to fight and when not to fight but if you just want to dick around in quick match it's not hard everyone's there just to have fun i've noticed a lot less freaking out lately uh, at launch there was a lot of like oh you fucking fuckers yeah. now it's everyone's a little bit more chill because everyone's sort of where they need to be and like how much they played and how good they are yeah i don't know i don't know you're more look lady you're more than welcome to play with me i will not yell at you too much 
<laughs> I don't trust you at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll just play murky. So if I'm anything happens, in the you can room yell at right me. Next to you, I hear you say things to people while you play heroes. <laughs> I don't know, man. Could ruin our friendship. Oh yeah, that would do it. <laughs> yeah, stopping us up before that. Out it's of all the things, that would be the one. Yep. Oh man. <sighs> Dirty bomb's good though. Like I, I would, I would recommend that to people. Like if if you played uh, like Wolfenstein Enemy Territory or any of that old stuff back in the day, this is it's very much like that, but kind of brought up to date. It does have a bit of a free to play model going with it, which is not incredible, but it's not terrible. Now it's it's a decent enough free to play model. You get you get two two classes for free, like right off the bat, permanently, and then there's a three class rotation on a weekly basis. And then you unlock classes and loadout cards for those classes, but. I mean, the main thing is just it's got really solid gunplay, a nice bit of class variety, and more to the point, it just, it's very satisfying to play objectives in that game. I, I've i done some annoying as fuck shit to people uh, that has is, that is won the game for our team. Uh, this morning I was playing, and there's a map where you've got to repair a vehicle. Uh, bring the vehicle to the outside of a building. The vehicle then blows a hole in the building wall to let you in. Uh, it's a drug company or whatever. You've then got to go into the drug company's offices, steal the drug samples, and then take them out to like the uh, to the crate to, and put them in to win the level. And what happened was we we barely made it there. I, we got into overtime, and I just pushed the vehicle there, uh, just in the nick of time. And got onto the next stage, and we were pushing through that. But the thing is, we caught them off guard when we did it because they were, they already thought they'd won, so they were just dicking around, like they were too far away from the vehicle. So, and then a bunch of us just rushed the building before they got in there, killed all the defenders because there was nowhere near enough people to defend it. Got the first uh, drug sample out, and then it spawns a second drug sample. What I did as a medic is I hid inside the building near where the drug samples are while everyone was fighting outside trying to stop them from taking the drug sample and immediately as soon as they put the first one in i immediately grab the second one run out the fucking back door where no one is and then just go slam it home and nobody was there to stop me doing it and doing that kind of thing it, you know especially with a like really short time limit is very enjoyable uh, plus there's a mode called stopwatch which is like um left for dead versus you know where you get one time as the survivors and one time as the infected it's kind of like that you get one one time as the uh, defenders one time as the attackers and you've got to try and beat the other guy's time and that's a mm. really fun game mode it's 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 uh, it's good like i i would suggest to anyone that can play because it's actually region locked some people can't play it for some reason i don't know why but mm. like if you happen to be of course in america or in most european countries go give that game a try like seriously it's actually very very enjoyable it's a really nice FPS. Did, are there it. enough people playing it? There's, uh, yeah. There's, uh, right now, there's like 12,000 concurrence. Um, it's in the top 25, I think, on Steam right now. <laughs> it's it's doing well. Yeah, it's going to, currently there's 11,000 people playing. you don't hear much about it, like, ever. Yeah. It's still in open beta, and it, it kind of had a weird system where you, they had a buy-in closed beta where you bought, like, the $20 starter pack and you got in, and, like, there wasn't many people playing it then for obvious reasons. Then it got into open beta and took that wall away, and it's been gradually growing since then. It had its best day yesterday, actually, when I put my video out. It, it topped up at, like, 13,000 concurrence. So it's growing. <laughs> it's doing well. Yeah, it's doing well. So I, w I, w I would give it a bash, absolutely. 
That's good. I, I played the tutorial, um, and I played like one match, and uh, that was it. But I, I think I want to go to it. Seems good. It's by Splash Damage, right? Yes, it is. It's a Splash okay. Damage game. You know, despite uh, how, despite all the shit the game got, I actually kind of liked Brink. So, I like uh, Brink. I I fucking I thought it was all right. Brink. I thought I thought Brink had a lot of really interesting ideas and got a pretty bad rap. To be fair, though, like if you had an AMD card or launch, that game ran like absolute dog shit. That's so a that probably had a lot to do with uh, how much people hated it. Plus, yeah. like the guns, they felt a bit weak. Like the the time to kill in that game was quite high. So even if you had, like, the best, like, most powerful gun in the game, you still had to shoot people a bunch with it to, to make them go down. Plus, a lot of people didn't really understand the parkour system. Mm. But if you actually understood the parkour system, it was incredible. Like, it was the best movement system I've ever seen in an FPS. It was, like, almost Mirror's Edge level good. I remember also really liking, um, like, the character models. They were sort of, uh, like, Dishonored style. Yeah. Over-exaggerated, over kind of. Yes, Blanky there were slight, but... slight caricatures, and the character, yeah. cust like the level of visual customization, was amazing. You could like make your guy look completely different to everybody else's, so that was great. Plus, the thing that matters That's the most, the gunplay was good. So, oh well, it's too bad. Hopefully, they do better with this. Um, it seems to be doing be well, good. you know, and it, it helps that there's no barrier to entry. You know, Brink was a sixty-dollar fucking game that you had to buy, so mm -hmm. a lot of people chose not to, and I don't blame them for that and uh, Dirty Bomb is free to play, so that helps. It's a shame they had to... They kept a little bit of the parkour, like you can bounce off walls, which is really good for the lighter classes because it, they don't really uh, screw with your accuracy that much when you jump, so it's kind of like uh, a bit more Quake-like than other games. So you can like bounce off a wall and shoot someone in the head with a shotgun, and it works really well. But like the full-on parkour system that Brink had isn't there, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. Is so this one of your that. gameplay videos you're playing? Because yeah. this is some crazy-ass FOV you got going on. Of course! I played a man's FOV. You know, this is uh, 100 FOV mm. right here. That's exactly That's what you great. need. Yeah. Uh, you should see the bit later where I'm picking people off without iron sights, and people are like, I can't even see that guy. It's like, yeah, he's a little dot over there. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. He's dead. Turns out, once I got glasses, I'm not bad at shooting anymore. <laughs> I can actually aim. <laughs> it's great. Go. I can see people now. It's wonderful. Uh, it, it's good. I would recommend it. It's it's worth worth a bash, definitely. They got a, a lot of maps right now, or still kind uh, of five. Uh, the thing okay. is, like, the weird thing about maps in that game is the maps are fucking huge because they're ob they're multi objective. So mm. every time an objective is done, you kind of move up the map. So your sp your spawn moves and their spawn moves. So it's like having three maps in one for most of the maps because there's there's areas where once you've beaten that uh, part of the map, you'll never go back there. And it'll just move on to the next bit. So they're, they're all like, like what, uh, really long. It's like what they, they're doing in Overwatch too. The yeah. push the crate kind of thing. Yes. Move yeah. I mean, it, it definitely like if you played any of the um, the payload maps in TF2, they're kind of like that. Except I would say these are even more extreme in the way that the spawn points move up. Uh, especially because you can't push them back. You know, the payload mm -hmm. can be pushed backwards. So I mean, that can't actually happen here. So hmm. yeah, it's, it's, pre it's, it's pretty neat. I like it. Like it a lot. That's something to do. There's not a lot of games to play right now. Like not a lot on the on the docket. No, so there really shot. isn't. Um, I mean, what just came? Ronin just came out, which is the uh, new Devolver game. I played a bit of that. That's um, that's mm. an interesting one. It's a it's a stealth action game, but every time you get into combat, it goes turn based, which mm. is really weird. Like it's two D, so you're kind of running around like Mark of the Ninja or Gunpoint. But as soon as someone spots you, you go into a turn-based battle. 
where they uh, you see where they're aiming and you have to you've got a certain amount of movement and you sort of bounce over them and you try and bounce between characters because you die in one hit so right instead of just like oh i can stab this guy yeah you can stab him but if you stab him and that guy's already aiming a gun at you he's gonna shoot you so instead of stabbing oh. him knock him over and then jump on the ceiling above his bullet and then jump on down on the other guy so there's a bit of a puzzle element to it uh and so far it's pretty neat it's really unique i dig it it's got a lot of cool optional objectives as well like don't be detected here go unlock all of this stuff so it's it's certainly unusual I'm talking about Ronin, right? Ronin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that. That looks earlier. cool. So far I like it. It's I like the idea that because I'm usually bad at stealth action games, so the fact that whenever there's combat it goes turn based and I can think about what I'm doing, that's actually kinda neat. So it's so far anyway. I've only played like the first few levels of it, but so far I'm enjoying it. It's not too shabby. Have you played that cat attic? game yet shit what's the name of that game cat attic what oh yeah, the one yeah, we have to yeah. build a fort yeah oh, uh oh, what is, is it fort, fort meow fort meow fort meow uh okay oh. i haven't yet have you had a chance to play that no i have a code for it though i haven't played it yet it's a fort? physics based pillow fort puzzle adventure <laughs> Involving cats, destruction, and a dusty old manor. Build a protective fort out of furniture to keep the cats at bay while deciphering the mysterious <laughs> tales hidden within the journal. Mm -hmm. Um, I might play that. That actually sounds like it might be my jam in some way. <laughs> I don't know. I just love the idea of building a fort and withstanding a horde of cats. That just seems interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, it looks. I'm watching the trailer, it's really funny looking. You're like clicking and dragging items to surround your character as cats are being propelled off of screen <laughs> towards your fort. That's neat. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I really like the idea of games where you build a fort and then have to survive. That's just a thing that tickles my fancy for whatever reason. Yeah. And I don't know. I can give it a try. See see how it ends up working out. It might, it might end up being terrible, but I'll give it a bash. I think I have code for that, so I should probably play it. Uh, Infinifactory also came out of early access today. I don't know what if you've had a chance one? to play that. It's a it's a sort of puzzle game where you uh, you've got to build sort of a, a assemble products for your alien overlords and try not to die in the process. Like, but oh. you, you've got to kind of build a sort of production line to do it. Uh, it's by the guys that made Space Chem, which means I have no intention of playing it because it will be really <laughs> fucking difficult. But I've heard some good things about it. I'm seeing a lot of graphs, so if you like graphs, sounds like Space Camp to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was um oh no, there was another factory building game as well. I guess it wasn't Infinite Factory. It must have been something else. Like, but it was more 2D. Does anyone remember what that is? Mm -mm. No. Uh, no, I don't remember it either, actually. It's, um, I'm pretty sure I saw Nerd... Factorio, that's it. Yeah, Nerd Cubed was playing it at one point. Factorio looks like it's more my kind of thing. Infinifactory looks like it makes my brain want to melt out of my ears, so I... No. No, thank you. I don't think so. 
don't seem like a good idea. For some reason, it's reminding me of a Woody Rather that I used to play with my friends in college. Or was if if Would aliens came to okay guys, if aliens came to Earth, and they could either, uh, basically. Would you rather be the house pet of an alien? So, like, they'll take care of you, but you have no actual freedom of your own, and you rely on them for food and sustenance, and you probably poop in a box. Would you rather that, or would you rather that they are sucking all of the resources out of Earth, but they just kind of leave us there? So we have to, you know, kind of struggle to survive, but we still maintain our freedom. House pet. House yeah, pet. Yeah, house pet. That's pretty good. <laughs> If it's I can you, play video right? games. Fuck that. I've, I've seen the road. So house pet. Every every million <laughs> times I go house pet. No doubt. I wear collars, little cute vests. You Whatever you want, <laughs> overlord. Whatever you want. Okay. Moving swiftly on. Uh, there is um, there's a new game from Jackbox that just came out that we should probably yes, try and play. Yes, I was just looking at that. Quiplash. I Wait, is it, is it added to the Jackbox collection already? No, it's, or do you no, it's a new it one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a $10 game. Um, Quiplash. Quiplash. I think I should pick this up and we'll see if we can like play it with Twitch or something. Because I think that would be pretty cool. Because I mean, remember we did like Drawful and we've done um, yeah. You Don't Know Jack and things like that. It. I would like... I would like to try that one out because I mean I love the the Jackbox Party Pack was in my top ten last year because of just how fun things like Fibbage are. Yeah, so man. I I don't know if Quiplash is any good. I'm still trying to figure out what the actual point is. Quiplash, exactly. not Whiplash. Quiplash. 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 Yes, Quiplash. Yeah. There Your answer is. is pitted against another player's answer in a head-to-head clash of cleverness or comedy, or just which answer is the least stupid. That kind of thing. Yeah, apparently, you, you can, like, there's an audience voting system of some sort, which I think would make it amazing for streaming. That yes. would be really awesome, I yeah. think we need to try and schedule this. I, I'll, I'll have to try it out and see, like, how well it works without people being in the same room. I might be able to do like a Skype screen share or something. That would probably work. Because you still do the whole play with your phone or play with your browser thing. Right. So, yeah. I'll yeah, a screen share on Skype is instant. So yeah. there wouldn't be a delay at all. Yeah, it's, it's just a case of whether or not it would like, if I did screen share and also streamed, if my computer would explode. I don't know. It's worth a try. Yeah, that might work. But that, that definitely looks like a lot of fun. As you can probably tell, by the way, there's basically no news this week. I mean, I'd, I'd yeah. love to say that there was, but th there's really... I mean, it's post-E3. Did anyone fucking expect it? And there's, yeah. there's not much going on. There. I think the, the only big deal that sort of happened this week was, um, you know, Scrolls is uh, getting no new major updates. That's going to be shutting down probably next year. It's like, well, second Mojang game, not exactly as successful as the first one. Is I mean, there's not really many lessons we can learn from that. Force, did you did you play Scrolls when it came into beta and actually came out? Uh, yeah, I played it a little bit. Um, I I played it before they they had like three classes I think to start, and then they added another one, or maybe yeah. it was two, and then they added a third. It, but it was I, three, I then they added a fourth. Right. So I played it for a little bit, and I thought it was fun. It was interesting to have like the different like levels. You had to work with the lanes in addition to your cards and casting your spells and stuff. Yeah. I just feel like. Did they market that game at all? Because I was never the they heard about it. Didn't like they, the marketing for that game was dreadful. They barely 
They barely got people to play it. And plus, like, they then ran into this problem where they actually charged for $20 to play the beta. I, I don't know if the game's free to play or not now. Maybe it even isn't. Mm. But frankly, I think that put a lot of people off. And then, of course, eventually Hearthstone comes along and uh, Duel of Champions, the Might and Magic game. And I guess, like, Scrolls didn't really stand a chance at that point. It's a shame yeah. because it's actually a really good game. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was fun and interesting, and different, but yeah, I guess we we just we never heard anything about it, but maybe that just means people tried it and said, "Meh," and then moved on. So the problem I have with that game is the matches took way too long. I remember I, I did remember a few that. videos for Jesus. it and I had one that was like 50 <laughs> minutes long. And it's like there's no the Hearthstone is so quick in comparison that I can just get a game in whenever I feel like it and Scrolls was never like that. I felt like if I was going to play Scrolls, I was committing to an hour. Mm -hmm. so that that was probably part of the problem i think with that game it didn't help that the turn times were really long and people used to drag it out a lot as well and it came down to the fact that even if you were losing you wanted to stay in the game as long as possible because you got more gold that way so i think a lot of people just stuck around for as long as they possibly could and even if they knew they'd lost so that that got whereas in hearthstone people often just like quit when they you know, so the game's over pretty quickly. Yeah. Bit of a I don't think it helps. Like you mentioned, there was Hearthstone and then a, a Might and Magic game. We, yeah. We've just been inundated with digital card games in the past like year to two years now. So it kind of yeah. got lost in the flood, I think. Yeah, stuff like Soul Forge out as well. You know, there's a few other like, things on iOS. It's it's pretty tricky. I mean, it's not an easy game either. I think that probably had a lot to do with it. Like, it, you had to learn not only, like, what your cards did, but there was a timing element to it because each card, like, attacked at a certain time. So you had to plan several turns in advance, plus there was space control with that. Ooh, yeah, it was, um... It was it was fun. I I thought it was a really great game, and it's a shame to see it go, but it doesn't surprise me that it will. Mm -hmm. This game was, lit like, looking at the website was literally never on my radar. And now that it's not going to be around, I just don't care. Like, yeah. it's a weird... Yeah, it's sad. Well, yeah, they didn't market it. They really didn't. And it's... I think maybe... Did they have some weird expectation that it would somehow market itself like Minecraft did? Because I think you can you can attribute the success of Minecraft in many ways to places like 4chan, for God's sake. You know, that they were posting a shitload about it and then it ended up on Reddit and all these other places. And that game marketed itself through forums and word of mouth and then YouTubers picked on, up on it and, you know, the, the rest is history. But I Scrolls mean, never did. Yeah, the weird thing about Scrolls was... I remember the lawsuits in uh, yeah. Scrolls, yeah. but I could not, I I couldn't have told you up until watching footage, I could not have told you what that game looks like, what the play style is. Like, I just knew it was a card game that was involved in a lawsuit with Mojang. And that's it. That's as yes. far as I got. Yeah. I, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. So I'm curious what they would do next. What is Mojang from... even doing right now? Yeah, like I don't like what comes next. Minecon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're just doing more shit with Minecraft, aren't they? You know. I mean, why why not? That's what's making your money. What the fuck I, happened to? Is, uh... is that game slowing down at all? It doesn't seem Minecraft? like it. Minecraft? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, they, it's they could crazy. Just keep... Like even now, channels that pop up that are like, "I just do Minecraft," wind up getting huge, and I'm like, "How?" How is this still a thing that people love? It blows my mind. 
there's a lot of young kids who love Minecraft, man. That yeah. is yeah, man. a I mean, generational Minecraft, thing I will never yeah. get. Well, I mean, I I understand it totally. I mean, why why wouldn't you? It's it's a you know sandbox game. It's got elements of Lego in there. It's got weird mythology shit going on with it. Like it, it's infinitely replayable. I can certainly understand why people like it. And they're developing more. I mean, there's a they're working on a uh, even there's going to be a Telltale game for God's sake called Minecraft Story Mode. You know? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Telltale's doing a mm-hmm. Minecraft. That's game. a big thing for Minecon this year. Is they're finally revealing what Story Mode's going to be. Yeah. Man. So yep. that's to be fair though. What franchise isn't Telltale making a video game about? I think apparently <laughs> lately I've heard so many people say, you know what, the Borderlands game is actually really fun, and nobody really has it on their radar at all. I have, yes, I had no inclination to play the Telltale Borderlands game at all because I was like, meh. I gave that's up. The Game of Thrones right one was super meh. Super yeah. the, f- I the, first, the first episode was really good, but then it sort of started to trail off after that. Because they, they had those kind of standard Game of Thrones shock, like no one is safe thing. And I thought that, yes. that was a really good start. I'm like, it had everything. It had the intrigue with Cersei and, you know, the, uh, the kind of uh, Lady of the Court sort of style political stuff going on. Uh, right. it, had, it, it had murder, horrible, horrific murder. <laughs> It, right? And then apparently it just kind of died off. And a lot of people are starting to get sick of Telltale shtick because they're yeah. making the same game over and over again. And their engine is in dire need of upgrading. Like their animations suck. Like they've got really good quality voice acting and their writing's good, but their lip syncing looks ancient. The animations look bad. Uh, and the, uh, these games, like uh, if you play Game of Thrones and you play Borderlands, they both pretty much have exactly the same mechanics. They're mm. almost identical. And then if you play, like, all the, uh, their other stuff, like you play um, uh, The Walking Dead, it's like, hang on a minute, you you did that in The Walking Dead and you're still doing that now. So I think well. they, they maybe need to rethink things. A lot of people have been saying that um, uh, Life is Strange is basically everything that Telltale isn't at mm. the moment. Dude, Life is Strange, yeah. You know, when we were talking about DZ... And how, like, other people are like, ah, that works. Let's make that better. Life is Strange, I feel like, is a better version of Mm. what Telltale has been just recycling, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Telltale has a formula, and they've been sticking to it for a goddamn long time. And I think for some people, it's starting to get a little bit Mm samey. It would be nice to see... I'd like to see them go back to the Sam and Max era, where they actually made point-and-click games instead of... Quick time event. Hey, we're gonna uh, talk to you, games, which is what they currently oh, do, like kind of narrative focused games. I think while if while the messaging is still good, they're just gonna keep pulling down franchises to g- gave them money to make games on their stuff. Yeah, I think whatever happens though, that first Walking Dead game, by far one of my favorite video games ever. Like mm-hmm. that, that I loved that storytelling there, and even if they keep doing the same thing it'd be nice that they inno- if they could innovate but i really liked that first game i always will oh well i mean that game did really well for them on pc according to steam spy that shifted almost 2 million copies of the first season and almost a million of the second so that did really really well but um you know i have to wonder how that keeps going on cuz i imagine you know game of thrones yeah game of thrones has shifted almost a quarter of a million which is obviously like nowhere close and you think that something as popular as game of thrones would shift a shitload but actually, it kind of hasn't. And Tales from the Borderlands, again, this is all of Steam Spy, so some of this might be right. About 180,000 
So yeah, it's not doing as well as Game of Thrones. Wow. I heard a lot of good things about that. That's almost surprising. Well, I mean, really, I guess it comes down to the fact that a lot of people didn't really care about a story-focused game in the Borderlands universe. They play right. Borderlands to get loot. They don't play right. it for the story. And that's probably a good thing, because the writing in Borderlands is fucking awful half the time. But apparently, I mean, I played, the, again, the first one of that, too, and I liked that. I, I thought it had a really nice theme to it. It had some really fun characters. Great aesthetic. Wolf Among Us, I still think, is probably my favorite of the lot. That was absolutely awesome. But yeah, there you go. Is there anything else? I mean, there's been so little going on this week. I mean, there was that stupid thing with Apple, but I mean, what is there really to say about that? Yeah. Everyone knows it's stupid. That's all, yeah. all there is to say. Yeah, I mean, anyone that's <laughs> defending that is completely out of their mind. Uh, there's, there's, it's indefensible what they did. And they've now backed up from it very quickly. So who cares at this point? Uh, well, there are lots of releases. There are, there are, yep. We can so do we that. could hop into that. Oh, yeah, pe people are, like, shouting about Terraria 1.3. I'm like, I don't think any of us have anything to say about that, really. <coughs> mm. You know, we're... Nope. I don't think me and Jesse have an intention of going back to it, honestly. Not at the moment. What happened to Starbound? It just oh, developed it really, really slowly. I think, and a lot of us, like, we were really excited about it, but again, it's an early access game, and it released way before it was ready, and then it developed, like, the releases, the updates for it were really slow, mm. so I think a lot of people just got bored as a result, and that's a shame, a lot of people actually own this game, but it, people like, uh, there's one of the highest rated reviews is, by the time this game leaves early access, you'll be able to explore the stars for real, it's like, <laughs> ouch <laughs> yeah so I, I think that's why it just it just is taking forever so people are, are bored of it and then of course it doesn't help that everyone was really hyped about starbound because they didn't think terraria would be updated anymore because for the longest time they said we're not doing any more terraria and then they came back and said actually we are <laughs> and now the new version's out and then there's another one terraria otherworld i think which is the spin-off so i think at this point starbound is like trying to compete with a game that's far more developed and is still getting content updates. Word. So, yeah, that's Starbound for you. Okay, let's uh, talk new releases, shall we? Cool. Today, the 30th of June, yes. mm -hmm. uh, Devilry comes out. Devilry. What is this new Devilry? I like this. It's kind of... All right, so it's a first-person survival horror experience, but you survive the night in your home and some like poltergeist is trying to get you but you have to use the tools and weapons in your house to fight it off okay i think that's kind of like a cool concept i don't Does know what it, it plays like but I, it seems cool <laughs> i wonder if it look i wonder if it looks as good like these screenshots Ooh. look really good like yeah. very impressive yeah. i wonder if it actually looks that good i'm gonna go with probably not but well, there's a trailer it must look as good as the trailer We've <laughs> there's anything right. we've learned about yeah, video maybe. games. Absolutely. I also trust <laughs> everything that comes out of E3. Yeah. It does, looks good. Well, looks like, like uh, what like Gone Home should have been. Or... At least like what they pretended Gone Home was going to be until they figured out it wasn't actually a horror game. All right. Next. Next up is Chauffeur Race Driver. And Chauffeur is spelled S-H-O-F-E-R. Yes. Chauffeur? Not chauffeur. Chauffeur, chauffeur race driver, yeah. Chauffeur, chauffeur race, race driver. driver. 
at Pokemans racing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read to you the best game description ever. Like, okay. if by the end of this game description you're not asleep, I'm gonna be surprised. Chauffeur Race Driver is a racing genre video game by Zorimang Studio. The player controls a race car in a variety of races, the goal being to win the race. In the tournament <laughs> career mode, the player must win a series of races in order to unlock vehicles and tracks. That's the game description. It's all true. Oh, oh wait, Those there's more. Facts. There's more. Before each race, the player chooses a vehicle and has the option of selecting either automatic or manual transmission. In Chauffeur, the cars can suffer damage. End of description. Oh my god. <laughs> this sounds like a revolutionary race game. <laughs> well, well, your marketing That's all you something... need to know. Next game. Something to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Adventures of Mr. Bobbly. I can't believe this. It, clearly a ripoff of Bob the Builder. This guy's wearing a yellow hat. He builds stuff. Can he fix Is it? Is it a kid's game? I don't know. It looks weird. Uh, it actually, I, I mean, you are kind of right. It is a 3D <laughs> platformer adventure game featuring physics-based puzzles and challenges that require you to drive vehicles. Oh, so I'm it's out. like chauffeur racing then. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, the aesthetic of this is not... He, he runs in a very strange way. I don't know if you're watching the trailer for this, but this guy looks like he has a genetic deformity. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Like, he shouldn't be on a construction site. He should be <laughs> in physical rehab. Oh dear! All right, so you run around, you jump on stuff. That looks like it's what the game is. Great, ten out of ten. Next, next is Blaz Blue Chrono Phantasma Extended for PS3, PS4, Xbox yep. One, PS3 Network, and Vita. So, fighting, beating the shit out of guys. New Blaz Blue, yeah. Blaz Blue is good. We like Blaz Blue. It's Blaz Blue yeah. action. Yeah, you know. except on too. PC. Don't like on Bla don't like on PC because we get like four games behind the current one on PC. So no. Oh dear. Uh, next up is another Hyperdimension Neptunia game, Rebirth oh. Three V Generation for Vita and PlayStation Network Vita. I don't know have what you this played game is any about, of the Hyperdimension Neptunia games, Dodger. Do you have any idea what they are? Because I'm like I'm I, at a loss. I all I know is that I feel like every other week they're like another Hyperdimension Neptunia <laughs> game is coming they out for Vita, and I'm like, are there they? three thousand of these fucking <laughs> things? I still don't even know what they are. Like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know either. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just looking it up on, on, on yeah, Wikipedia right now. Good. Oh lots my! Of, lots of ladies. You're not fucking kidding. There are actually eleven of them. Um, so there's four in the main series: Hyperdimension Neptunia, right. Mach Two, Victory, and Victory Two. There are then okay. a bunch of spin-offs. Hyperdim Hyperdimension Neptunia Producing Perfection, which is an idol raising simulator game with rhythm and dating sim elements. Good. Hyper Devotion Noir Goddess Blackheart, a turn-based tactical role-playing game. Hyperdimension right. Neptunia U Action Unleashed, which is a uh, oh, that's a Dynasty Warriors style game. Nice. Uh, Real-time action game. Uh, Geki, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Geeky uh, Jigen Tag Blanc plus Neptune versus Zombie Army, multiplayer action game. And Hyperdimension Neptunia versus Sega Hard Girls Hard War, which is a crossover title with Sega Hard Girls, which stop. is no stop. A, I can't. Um. Oh my God. 
This Sega Hard Girls is a project that reimagines various Sega games consoles as anthropomorphized goddesses oh, who appear Sega all over Mon Japan. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. A, it's a manga. The main characters are Dreamcast, Sega Saturn, Mega Drive. Must they have descriptions? Dreamcast, a pink-haired, cheerful girl who wants oh to make friends God, with I've everyone and this. excel in school. Stop. She wears a white and yellow dress with Sega Dreamcast controller as her headgear. She can also access the internet using a dial-up modem. <laughs> IBM PC is a cat girl with glasses and a magical book. Oh my God! Is this is this that is true? Is that, did you not? You didn't just make that up? No, they have they have pictures of them online. Um, the oh my Sega God! Genesis Game girl. Gear. Saturn, the Saturn girl. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> Game Gear, a moody negative girl with multicolored hair. She tires easily and prefers to stay indoors after leaving class. So this is actually based uh... on like the actual consoles. Like that's a joke about the battery life of the Game Gear. That's funny. They have a character based on the visual memory card for the Dreamcast. There's a fucking literal walking memory card. This is a light novel series. Dodger. Manga pod, do it, this do is it, amazing. do it. Also, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Go on Crunchyroll yeah. now and watch High School Seha Girls, which is literally what we're talking about. But oh as an my anime. god! There you go, Crunchyroll.com/slash/totalbiscuit. Sign up for episodes. Sign up for your free trial. You can watch this. You can watch this fucking thing right now on Crunchyroll.com/slash/totalbiscuit. <laughs> oh my god, this exists. <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> I Mega CD2 is a I was girl like, riding a skateboard. Sounds like an anime I've heard of. Oh my god. This is so. <laughs> Holy shit, they have action figures! What? <laughs> what? You guys are buying into this. This is their marketing plan. You this gotta. Is, it's insane! Gotta take a step back. It's insane! <laughs> Don't this buy is, those action figures, please. For this the is love incredible. Of god. There are multiple there are multiple characters. There's the Super 32X, a fairy-like goddess who likes to tease others. Genesis is a self-obsessed American cowgirl that prefers the nickname Jenny. Yep. No. She's wearing a bikini, so you know she's American. And that's so there's a crossover with Hyperdimension Neptunia and Sega Hard Girls. And then there are three remakes. Uh, which of the latest one is Rebirth 3 V Generation? That right there is a link to where you can see some of the action figures. <gasps> where? That is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, uh, why? Oh my god, why? <laughs> yep. Good. Uh, dear. All right, then. Anyways. Dreamcast yeah. comes with four different weapons? <laughs> why does the Dreamcast have weapons? Like... <laughs> Dreamcast has a sword, a, a laser gun, what appears to be a fishing rod, and maracas. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's probably a reference to um, Samba de Amigo, which was a Dreamcast game that had actual maracas that you had to shake. It was amazing. This is amazing. Holy shit. Why does this exist? I don't know, but go to crunchyroll.com slash TotalBiscuit and go watch it. <laughs> Hard girls, yeah. Okay, uh, let's, let's keep going, because we're never going to end at this rate. <laughs> Okay, uh, next up is J-Star's Victory VS Plus, which is probably more of the same bullshit. PS4, PS3, PlayStation Network Vita, and PlayStation 3 Network. Isn't that the um, the Jump Superstars game that I was talking about earlier? Yes. Yeah, it is. Vegeta versus Naruto. Yeah, it's it's the oh. anime mashup game. And it's actually the, the first time, I believe, that it's coming to Western Territories. Perfect. So, 
I, I might actually buy that because it has it's you can play as Ken from Fist of the North Star. You yes, can you can. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else I actually like. You can play as Kenshin and uh, Shishio Makoto from Kenshin. It's got characters from JoJo's Bizarre Adventures in there. Uh, there's a bunch of support characters as well. Uh, Tetsuo Karuko from Kuroko's Basketball is in there. Uh, no. Yeah, seriously. I can play Kuroko in a fighting game? Apparently. Stop, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Anyways, next game that. is called Red Goddess Inner World for PlayStation 4. Red Goddess? That sounds... It's probably not the porn like. game you were hoping for, Jesse. No, 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 no. I don't believe it to be a porn game, but it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be either. I think it's a platformer. It's a platformer, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Metroidvania. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm so uh, dismissive of platformers. I've just, I've been, I've played too many the last few years. No, it's fine. People are just tweeting me now being like, you don't understand. Neptunia is the best. <laughs> I wonder where your life went. Suddenly you'll have no money. <laughs> oh, God. All right, next up is Whispering Willows for PlayStation 4. I like the concept of this game. I, I haven't played it yet, but I like the idea of it. What is it? Where you're like a ghost girl, hmm. and you can travel in between your body and uh, move around the map and try to solve puzzles and fight baddies and shit. Mm -hmm. It's a cool concept. Um, next up is Samurai Chronicles 3 for PlayStation Network. Vita. That's... that's Isn't that... Um... Is that the... Yeah, it is. I was going to say. It's the Samurai Warriors series, isn't it? Yeah. It's yet another one of those. Apparently, it's also not that great. But then again, most of them aren't. Uh, and Quiplash. Yes. It's the last game for today, which we already talked about. It is mm -hmm. the new Jackbox game where you get to screw over your friends in some magical way with your phone. Yep. So, enjoy well, that. We'll figure that out and probably play it quite soon, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, July 1st, we have Scarab Tales. Casual like puzzle, puzzle game. Yeah. Yay. In an Egyptian setting. Yeah, because that's never been done before. It looks like one of those games you'll play at the bar on those little machines there. Just go through and click on some stuff and <laughs> get some points. Uh, next up is Gravity Core. It's a shooter of sorts. Uh, it's, I think it's a... Actually, it's like like a shmup, but it's sort of in 3D, from what I can tell. It's called Gravity Core Brain Twisting Space Odyssey. They're marketing it as an anti-casual brain twisting shooter. I find the idea of calling it anti-casual to be obnoxious <laughs> as shit. Like, come on. Wildstar? Is you're that you? You're trying too hard there, honestly, I think, with that. Uh, next up is Prismatica. It's a puzzle game. Puzzle game. Yep. Color matching. A prism puzzle, puzzle game. game. Yes. Perfect. Uh, next up is Mini One Racing. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that it might be a racing game of some description. Stop. Yes, quite. Madness. The yeah, cars it, are destructible. Oh, are they? <laughs> I don't know can if that's you, true. Can <laughs> you choose between automatic and manual transmission, though? It looks like a really awful version of Micro Machines. It actually came out in 2008. And it's just being shoved back on the uh, fucking Steam page again. So that's great. Uh, next up is Color Tone. Why do I know that game? I don't know. It sounds familiar to me, too. 
You don't have any abilities. The only thing you have is your brain. By using it, you can get out of the most difficult situations. It actually looks sort of antechamber-esque. Hmm. You know, it's a first-person puzzle platform where you got to figure your way out of rooms using stuff. Gotcha. Uh, next up is Dungeon Rift. Dungeon Rift. 2D dungeon crawler game about a proud knight, Sir Bucket, and his journey through endless depths of dungeon. It, you're just like moving around and smacking enemies as they come towards you. It's basically what I'm seeing from this gameplay trailer. Okay. We've top, got top down. Lots of those. <laughs> and last up on the first is Rise of Incarnates. Yes, it's a free-to-play third-person arena shooter thingy. I, I played a bit of it in beta. I didn't much care for it. It looks pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty, but apparently a lot of people are, are very much on the same bandwagon. It, it's less of a uh, like shooter, and it's more like you kind of got the lock-on abilities and things like that. It's it's a bit of a strange one. A lot of people don't like it, though. It got a lot of bad reviews on Steam. It's, it says here it's it 2v2. Very... Yeah, it's well, 2v2. So, like, mandatory team-based. Yes, yeah, yeah it's, it's a oh, 2v2 game. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Moving on to July 2nd, we have Sacra Terra Angelic Light. What? I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> Sacra Terra Angelic Light. Uh, uh, what? You use your cunning to defeat the demons of the seven deadly sins. It's a hidden object game. Okay, next. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is Anna's Quest, which is another point-and-click. It's okay. point-and-click. I actually played that. I really enjoyed it. Like, I haven't yeah. beat it, of course, but I played it at the Lovely aesthetic on that game. Yeah. It looks great. It's, uh, it's a, it's set in a fairy tale world, but it's an adult-themed fairy tale Oh, it's a Daedalic game. That's why it looks good. Yeah. A Daedalic are fucking masters of this genre by this yeah. point. It's mm. very, very fun. Uh, a little bit I got to play. Yeah, it's set in, like, you know, where all the fairy tales are, but it's adult theme so like crazy shit's happening so okay i'll probably end up playing it Fair interesting mm -hmm. uh next up is how to survive third person standalone yeah, th so this is strange because how to survive yeah. came out several years ago and it was a it was a really weird well not really a survival game at all it was kind of like you're trapped on an island and there are zombies and there's this weird guy in a boiler suit that tells you how to make guns out of fucking junk that you find on the ground. Uh, this third-person standalone thing, this I do not understand at all. So it says it's a single-player version of how to survive from the deeply immersive point of view of third person. Yes, that deeply immersive point uh -huh. of view. So it seems like they, they basically just remade the game and they made it into a third-person shooter instead of an isometric shooter. And then they're charging money for it. Not a lot, <laughs> admittedly. I think, I, I mean, I'm get, probably getting a big discount on it because I already own How, How to Survive. Yeah, you get a 70% discount if you own the original. It's a weird one. That's, mm. a, that's a very strange thing. So, wait, it was originally isometric? And yes. it's the, I, I get the feeling from the way this is worded that it's the exact same game engine. It's the same game with a different plus camera. the DLC. Yeah. Wow. Weird. That sounds like a patch, but okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess All changing right. the point of view would be a pretty big patch, but anyway. Uh, I mean, that on. is a fairly big deal, I suppose, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. You don't often don't see games do that, so I think it's yeah. just a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, next up is Divide by Sheep. I don't know anything about this game, except that everyone who has played it has been like, I fucking love that game. I don't know jack about this game. I guess it's a puzzle game? 
<laughs> I believe it is, yeah. I think I got some PR stuff about this. That was, like, really pushing it. Yeah, it's a math puzzler. Hmm. Which means hmm. I would not want to play it at all. It looks kind of cute. It sounds fun, maybe. If you're into puzzle games, yeah. Um... Next up is another game with a weird name. Restricted RPS. Restricted it is rock, a rock, paper, paper scissors game. It's a rock, paper, scissors game. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is this literally going to be a rock, paper, scissors game? And I'm glad to hear that that's literally what it is. Perfect. Ooh. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> next game is called Energy Balance. Okay. It's important that you make sure as you go throughout your daily life that you have proper energy. And that's that true. it is balanced. Okay. Yeah. Balance, <laughs> I, man. I saw I saw literally nothing when I tried it's a number this. puzzler is what it okay. is perfect yep next next up is called revolution under siege gold revolution it's under siege. revolution under siege gold edition gold. It's, a, it's a war game yep it's based I think on the Russian Civil War I believe yeah the proletariat revolution which is actually interesting and most games don't usually tackle that it's uh, yeah set in 1917 the bolshevik Re revolution that's that's a neat idea interesting holy uh, shit this next game holy shit this next game is called R no surge plus for playstation oh network beta uh, yep. what what is it jesse tell us yep just image search that shit just image search that shit and you will know Yup. <laughs> ba 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 boobies. <laughs> it is <sighs> crazy looking. I it, I can't tell you what this game's about. All the cutscenes are showing are like girls in bikinis and like you trying to get it off of them. I don't know what's going on. Seriously, I'm looking at it right now. The first two screenshots they have are like a girl in a bikini and like move her arm. And then yeah. there's another screenshot you of a girl. You can move it wherever you want. There's another screenshot of a fairy girl who's wearing no clothes. There's another screenshot where it literally just has her breasts highlighted. Um, there's a card game feature, maybe? I can't tell what's supposed to is be happening, happening in, this, in game? this game. Yeah. I know I like it. Thanks, Vita. There's more, more Vita action for you. And last up on the second, we have Roving Rogue for Wii U. It's a platformer. 42 frantic levels. It looks uh, graphically a lot like, like, say, the original Mario, for example, which it says here is supposed to be a throwback to your all-time favorite Golden Age classics. You start from the end of right. the game and you work your way to the beginning. Uh-huh. End of the... Yeah, that's it. But yeah, it just looks like a platformer. <laughs> it was called spoiler alert if i recall correctly wasn't it yeah <laughs> which oh, yeah. was not good <laughs> um moving on to july 3rd we have a game called vapor vapor uh, you know when you go to look up the game vapor and the first like four images you see are markiplier faces changed to be jump scare faces you know you're in for a treat <laughs> you know they've yeah. taken their time to make quality gameplay. I don't know what the fuck right. this is, but all the jump scare faces I'm looking at right now are basically Mark's face edited. Perfect. Good. Lovely. Yep. Just peachy. 
So, but we don't know what the game is. Is it, that doesn't tell us? I couldn't what the game tell is, you. But are we going to just take you. that as all right? There's your description. Paper, Mark's paper face game. It is. Hold on. Hold involved. on. It's an experimental horror game. Oh, it uses horror, both old school and modern, with the frantic gameplay of classic first-person shooter titles, blending horror, shooter, action, puzzle, platformer, in a dynamic yet cohesive combination. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever the shit that means. Yes, good. Uh, okay. Then next up is a game called Unpossible. <laughs> So, Tube Racer, it actually reminds me of a game, I think it was called Prown, that came out a few years ago. But this one's from first person, and it's got sort of a, a cyberpunk aesthetic to it, uh, very mm. neon. Looks kind of neat, actually. I like yeah, games like that, they're pretty fun. It was, it was Starbucks pick of the week. Really? As it turns out. Well, turn I mean, I know for a fact that when I want cutting edge games critique, I go to Starbucks, absolutely. Uh, yeah, cool design, I like it. Next game is called Subspace Continuum. I know about this game because I played it when I was like 12. This game is ancient. It is an ancient thing. And I am very surprised that it's event that it's actually coming to Steam. This this thing has been around for a very very long time. A, a huge amount of time. It's it's ridiculous. Hmm. It, it's a it's a top-down sort of uh, multiplayer customizable space shooter of sorts like it's it's grown to the point where it's become almost everything in a video game because people just kept modding it and changing it it's right. it's a, so it's almost like a platform for stuff now it's really unusual but it's neat i mean it's cool that, that it's a piece of history for pc gaming frankly it's pretty cool it's coming to steam not that i think yeah. i'd want to play it again but it's cool that it's finally there i suppose uh, next up is called Adventure in the Tower of Flight. It's a retro-style platformer. Cool. Sorry. Uh, next up is Vindicator Uprising. Vindicator Uprising. Wait. It's, it's, it's a retro-style platformer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, next <laughs> next is farm frenzy hurricane season it's a fucking facebook game no seriously it is next well perfect next is monster truck destruction it's a monster truck game next next is deadlands noir that old time religion oh, it's a visual novel is it set in noir style new orleans in the uh deadlands noir rpg universe and oh, finally, I, I, I like the art style for that. That's pretty cool. Although all the screenshots include the window, which is like, what are you doing? It's like you got a little X and the minimize button and everything. What are you doing? I don't know. Letting you know that you can minimize. All right. Okay. okay and then. finally, on July 6th, we have Knee Deep. Knee Deep. I'm sorry, In what? what? When a washed-up actor, uh, when a washed-up actor hangs himself on location, a spotlight is cast on the black backwater Florida town of Cypress Knee. Your screen becomes a stage as you investigate the mysterious suicide with three distinct characters. It is a sort of point-and-click, by the looks of it, ish, like a three kind of three D point-and-click. Mm. Yeah, mm. solving a mystery. Yep, mystery, mystery solving. That's the end. It, I think. Yep, that will be it. That would be it until next week. Thank God. 
That's a lot of PC games that I probably won't play. Especially the ones that are called retro-style platformers. <laughs> yeah. Bless their hearts. They're just trying to make games, but I, I'm done with them. I, I can't. It's, there's so many. There's so many. I can't maintain any semblance of interest in them. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. There's at least a few in there that's worth having a look at, though. I'm going to go I'll probably buy that anime fighting game, actually. As weird as it yeah, sounds. Yeah, I want that, too. Yeah, just so I can play Kenshin and murder people. Or, in the case of Kenshin, not murder people. I need to buy a Vita. Those games are fucking hot. Vita is apparently <laughs> a portable anime porn machine these days. It's it ridiculous. Is. Sign me up. Well, I'm gonna Vita. I'm gonna check out her story. Rubber. If I took anything from this, I'm gonna check out her story. That's dude, it's cool. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. It seems really interesting. It's not my sort of thing, but I admire that they've made it. I think it's something that I'd like to like even just sit down with the missus because she likes all that yeah, murder mystery stuff. So you can sort not of an like, awful idea. You know, it's an idea. Hmm. Cool. Well, I guess that wraps up the show today. Thank you very much for watching. We would love, absolutely adore it, if you headed over to our channels and watched our videos so we can have money. So, Dodger, what's coming up on your channel this week? What's going on? Hi. All right. So uh, the biggest thing is that I am actually a guest at Anime Expo this year, and that okay. is this weekend starting on Thursday. So I will be there for all of Anime Expo. Um, I'll be on a digital influencers panel, which is basically um, just a few of us who all do different animu flavored stuff on YouTube or otherwise just kind of talking about it and what we do and stuff like that. Um Octopimp has a panel on Thursday night at 7, I believe. And then there's also a MangaPod panel on Saturday at 5. So if you're going to be at Anime Expo, I would love it if you would come and check it out. And I will be making a video just kind of outlining everything as well that's going to be going on. Um, this week, we are continuing Fault Milestone 1, just doing more visual novel goodness. So if that's what you're into... And yeah, on all the social medias, I'm at DexBonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. And I stream on twitch.tv slash DexterityBonus. Cool. Force, what's going on mm -hmm. on your channel this week? What's going on? Uh, more of my gaming news show, The Force Feed. I do that two to three times a week. I just kind of talk about all the stuff that's going on. Uh, as always, Blizzard stuff, because I am a huge fanboy. Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm is what I'm playing right now. And for different games, I'm actually uh, waiting for the next alpha to start for this MOBA called Supernova. Uh, oh, they reached I out keep to getting me. emails about that. Yeah. Have so you I wanna, played the last one? Like, did you get a chance I, to... Unfortunately, I didn't. They uh, contacted me like the day that the alpha, the last alpha was closing, but I think the next alpha is starting soon. So I don't know. It's another MOBA, but um, it looks interesting. So I'm going to give that a look. Hmm. And then, uh, as I mentioned, all the usual. And you can reach me on Twitter at Force Strategy. And that's that. Cool. Jesse? Yo, kids, what's up? I'm back. So we actually have videos on the channel now. And we're doing uh, Witcher to about 12 million episodes. If you want to see the last episode, a lot of Gwent, guys. A lot of fucking Gwent. Um, if you like point and clicks, I love point and clicks. So I'm doing a bunch of those. And uh, Fan Friday and Green Light and all that stuff is happening. And then uh, if you want to see me stream things, twitch.tv slash shibuzi. Also, uh, follow me on Twitter. You know it's me, because I'm verified. <laughs> Wink, Jesse Cox. Ooh. <laughs> you don't have even half my followers, you bastard. But 
my followers at least know they're following me, TB. <laughs> That's some imposter. Yeah, you, you, you can't be sure when you're following me. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't know for sure. No one has any idea. Oh, dear. Uh, okay, you can find my channel, youtube.com slash cynicalbrit. There'll probably be some WTFs coming up this week. I'll most likely do a video of whatever the new Tavern Brawl is, which I think is coming out tomorrow. I, I tried to play the latest one, but it was... The only deck that I played well, everyone then played. Because I think mm. Brian Kibler popularized the deck, which was the Mage Flame Waker deck. So there was no point in playing it because it was all a bunch of mirror matches. So I didn't even bother. Uh, so there might be a new Tavern Brawl video. If not, I'll probably try and come up with some kind of gimmick. There'll be a content patch. There's a new content patch coming out tomorrow. I just recorded that earlier today. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm looking at. I did just uh, get code for a game, I think, called Into the Stars. I think that's the name of it, which is like, it's an Unreal 4 inspired sort of FTL style game, uh, which included some of the, uh, I think a couple of ex-Bioware developers responsible for that. I just got the code for that, uh, so I'll have a look at that most likely. I've got I've got a hell of a lot of stuff to have a look at, honestly, so hopefully I get a chance. I'll probably do Ronin over the next couple of days, so do expect that. And there will also be Clan Wars coming up. I believe there is one tomorrow. We're going to be seeing Acer play their first match, which is fantastic. So they're going to be going up against My Insanity. That will be at 5 p.m. Eastern, which will be 10 p.m. in the UK, 11 p.m. in Europe. And that's going to be on mlg.tv slash shoutcraft. So you can check that out. Also, we will be doing Co-optional Lounge on Friday, I believe. That is the plan. And we're going to be playing Epic Spell Wars 2, the rum uh, rumble at uh, some castle Tentacril, Tentacruel, Tentacril, I think. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. know what it is. But it's the it's the new expansion for Epic Spell Wars. It doubles the number of cards. It adds a bunch of new mechanics. We're going to be playing uh, Dodger. Won't be because she's fucking off to some convention. So we're going to borrow stripping for it instead. So that's how it's it'll be, be more fun that way. She's such uh, a tryhard. Yeah, what a yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Big thanks to our sponsor this week, which is crunchyroll.com slash, co slash total biscuit. Not Co-Optional, total biscuit. So do go and check out that ridiculous series. What's the name of it again, Dodger? So people can go watch the anthropomorphized the Sega, Sega consoles. Which one is it? Uh, it's called... It's called... Sega Girls something. Wait, shit. Crunch. <laughs> yep. High school, high school Seha girls. Yes, and it's spelled high s cool. Yeah, like there's high no H in it. Cool Seha S E H A girls, yep. and the whole thing looks like it's made in CGI and it's not attractive. <laughs> just, just go like use your free trial to go watch that because that's ridiculous. Like, it's gonna be A pluses. A pluses. It's an experience. Everywhere. It's an experience. Thank you very much for watching the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are gone. Ah. Good night. Goodbye.